What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Wednesday's Facts Over Feelings live stream. Where we kick the facts and we don't care about your feelings. Today, we're going to talk about the friend zone, why the friend zone's a cruel place for men. And we got a great couple of videos to show you related to this friend zone. And as you guys know, many of you have spent time in the friend zone thinking that that was going to get you in to that nice piece of peace leave. And it didn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, and there's probably a lot of young men here thinking that they just nice their way to a piece of peace leave. It's better. It's better. It's going to be the best piece of peace leave they ever got. But sometimes you it's a lot of hit and miss with the friend zone. So we're going to break that down in a little bit. We have doom and gloom. CGA coming up um, to give you an update on a couple of things. And we're going to talk about the most dangerous city in America and straggle and sniggle theaters coming up. And a therapist, a psychologist is going to talk about how dating apps are negatively affecting Gen Z and millennials. Okay. And I actually had to think about it. Gen Z and millennials grew up with dating apps being normal, right? Goodness. Mm. And so they're going to talk about how Gen Z and millennials are being affected. And it's a pseudo psychologist, as we're going to call them out here. Anyway, to contribute to the day show. Uh, Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo, PayPal, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that should be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious new, 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 new world CGA order. channel and the Friend Zone. Why can't we be friends? Actually, there used to be some game guys that will talk about um, when a woman says, well, you know, I have a boyfriend, I have a man. And uh, one of the responses you should have given back is, well, you know, I know you have a man, but can I apply for a friendship? Mm. <laughs> All right. Already they getting me? I don't know. New, 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 new world hey, order. I know you got a man, but can I apply for a friendship? You know what I mean? So uh, anyway, that's how that goes. And um, hit the like button. So, uh, yeah, then just be using that type of game. You know what I mean? I, you know, I don't need to be your man, but I can be your friend. I can apply for a friendship. All right. These people crazy. Uh, anyway, man, I yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, it's my stream doing all right. Are they getting me? New, 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 new world order. All right. Um. Yeah, so uh, let me see here. Uh, there's no earlier contributors to the day show. <laughs> all right, uh, let me see here. Yes, we do. We have Loud Pockets. He says, it's all about the end zone, F the friend zone. It's all about the end zone, F the friend zone. If you ain't, if you ain't clapping them cheeks right away, man, forget it. Forget it. Shout out to my man, PG. We're going to call you PG, and uh, we're going to call you Big Paulie. I got to take this watch off, <laughs> all right? Uh, almost cracked the screen on it. Shout out to Big Paul, and um, he doesn't say anything. All right, but he just lends. He just lends a helping hand. And uh, is it Marsh Marshand says to the CGA fund? Thank you for the co contribution. And um, oh, I got that one already. That was from the earlier show for today. All right, all right, we got it, we got it. And thank you for the contributions. Much appreciated. And uh. Let's see here. I'm going to check on Venmo and PayPal while I'm at it. We got um, Macaroni Tony's in the building. He says, uh, the music soul child. 
I would be if it says it right here, it would be fly if you was buddy and um we ain't gonna hook up, we can just be friends, Ash Ninja. I remember music soul child and that neo soul music, and he had the little glasses that were half spectacles, half sunglasses. Oh, yeah, he looked like a friend zone type ninja. You know what I mean? He he looked like a friend zone type ninja. He was built all wrong. He probably watches my show. He probably like, why are you going in on me? He was built all wrong. You know what I mean? He was little, little. It could be little, but ninja, you got to be uh looking a little bit good, you know, decent looking with the body and body looking all pudgy. Lazy eye and all that. Yeah, he yeah, he had the glasses and he had, you know, that kind of high top fade ish type of. <laughs> music soul child why is he getting ripped why is music soul child getting ripped on my show come on man this is this is tragic he didn't do nothing he didn't do nothing to me macaroni tony you started this yeah his beard didn't connect you know what i mean he had the patchy beard why is he getting torn up today he didn't do nothing to nobody <laughs> all right he just innocent sitting there where was he from philadelphia he getting torn up today on the CGA show. All right, stray bullets all around Music Soul Child. Why are we doing that, man? Let me leave the man alone. Who, who got him started on that? Macaroni Tony? Chill, man. Hey, man, let's get chill on Macaroni Tony. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Oh, man. The dude, the dude caught strays for no reason. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Man, it gets tough around here when you mess around with this show. Hold on for a second. I, did I pin it? Okay. You mess around with this show. He just caught Mitch Soulchild. Man, let's leave the let's leave him alone. <laughs> Where are we at? Sam X says, uh, wanted to give uh, a shout out to the Coach Gang anime fans in here. Yeah, I anytime you make an anime reference, man, it goes right over my head. It goes right over my head. I don't even know what y'all talking about. Oh man, where was he from? Oh man, that poor guy. He just caught, he just caught something. But anybody, shout out to YouTube Trash Talker says, Coach, I got this chick asking, and she's always asking for money. She's always in a bind, but she don't want to put out. We only deal with women that transact properly. Begging for money, Ash Chicks out here. Shout out to Maryland guy over on PayPal. You got to cut her loose. Uh, Maryland guy says, I remember a party one time. These guys were trying to get me to smoke crack. He says, it would. He says I wouldn't do it. So they called me a square in the lane. Fast forward 15 years and one is homeless. One is in prison and the other one is dead. What a cold, cold world, man. Cold, cold world. So uh, a lot of guys have actually been in those situations for sure. And uh, you made the right decision. Uh, it seemed like, it, you know, I. I'm kind of interested in, you know, you know, I'm critical on drug uh, crackheads. I just don't understand why people do drugs. It's a it's a mind boggling to me. I mean, there's certain things that I do that you might not do. But everybody knows this is not going to end well. Right. So like you kind of know that this is not going to go like this has a high rate of being a fuck up. Like you, you're not doing any drugs. And then here they come and they say, hey, smoke this. This is crazy. And you'd be like, I'll take some. You're like, what the fuck? Mm. 
like you know this shit gonna end south. You know that like you're not gonna become like you like you know where this is going. But anyway, anyway, but people do it, man. Uh, I'm one of the sober ones. That's why I can see and stay awake and aware. Shout out to no government name, but coach, my baby mama Terrace and I have 50-50 custody going on four years now. Recently, she told me that I should take on one of our children full time when she uh, while she tries to get her finances in order. As she is at risk of eviction. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Okay, it's crazy to me because this whole time. I've taken on the bulk of the expenses and travel inconveniences as well as paying full child support. He says, what's even crazier is that she still wants the full custody support, the full child support to continue. Of course she does for a child. She will not have make it make sense, man. I'm going to tell you these people. Did you hear this story? Do you hear this story? So she wants to keep the child support at full. She wants you to take on a kid full time because she cannot handle the responsibility. She was receiving child support and supposedly had a job, still could not meet her expenses. And um, she wants you to just do this out of the kindness of your heart. When I tell you these people are out here crazy like this women in their finances, I know there's always a woman that watches me and it's like, that's not true. I take care of my responsibilities. Let me tell you, these women and finances do not mix. Women and managing money does not mix. As a general principle, as a general principle, women and finances do not mix. Eventually, they're gonna, they're gonna, um, originally gonna, they're gonna collapse. And when I, uh, one thing you better be aware of is when you get into a relationship with her, she's gonna start off being responsible. And men, men deal with some issues too, but, um, Men are poor and broke, and people call them that. But when it comes to this, you're gonna find out. Then when you get it, you're gonna move a girl in, and then all of a sudden your finance is gonna be funny. You're like, damn, how come we just can't make it? (laughs) Right? We just ain't. What's going on? And then what you were gonna do is you're gonna leave that relationship, and your finances are gonna correct. Everything's gonna be simpler because we don't need for much, and we don't impulse spend. And uh, we manage money quite different. And just understand, paying bills is not managing money. Just because you're a, resp- a money management, it's paying bills. But what about saving, investing, not being impulsive, staying on a budget, uh, making sure you have your Roth RRA, 401k cover, future investments, and all of that stuff. Uh, that is that is money management. And uh, my stream is bugging, I see. My stream is bugging. I don't know what's going on. New, 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 new world order. Uh, but uh, maybe it's a YouTube thing or maybe it's an internet thing. I'm looking at my internet. It looks fine over here, but uh, it is what it is. All right. Uh, Loud Pocket says, Coachy, it is, um, it is my works whack-ass Wi-Fi or the NWO trying to slow you down. Can you send me out? He says, going out to these streets in the story. I don't know what's going on. In these streets. I don't know what's going on, but it's definitely I see I see on the Notorious channel is somewhat glitchy. And uh, yeah, they trying to put the hit ski out on me, man. They trying to put the hit ski out on me. I don't know what's going on, but uh, we have. um, He says, catch the replay. He's out to work. All right, let's get back to the show. Oh, man. It is cutting off. 
the streams cutting on and off. So I don't know what's going on there. I see. Let me see here. I see. Somebody says we got storms all over the U.S. Could be potentially it. The Fed, he, the feds are watching. All right. I don't know what's going on. All right. So we'll keep it going here. We, we know that they don't like me talking about certain things and they watching the brother. All right. Uh, but we'll get into a little doom and gloom and keep it going until until then. Um, Henry wants me to switch back to OBS. OBS actually clogs me down, but um, it's too complicated for the show that I do on YouTube. Uh, I do OBS on Twitch and um, Kick. But showing this much stuff, going back and forth, shrinking the screen, I got to be on the fly over here. So OBS... Um, it's not going to be favorable for me. It just will slow me down. Um, but anyway, let's get back. Uh, let's get back to today's show and the prep time to put these banners down on OBS. Way too much time. I would actually, it would cost me another 30 minutes of prep time. All right. So anyway, um, let's get to today's show. We, we got doom and gloom CGA. Doom and gloom. All right, uh, let's get to this one right here. Uh, the EV vehicles. Let's talk about electric vehicles. You know, I've been critical of electric vehicles and all of that stuff and the propaganda pushed towards it. But here's an update, of course, from Fox News. Fox News, consider the source. They're going to tell you about the update on electrical vehicles. Let's go ahead and roll the film. Well, automakers, meanwhile, are cranking out more electric cars, but there is a big problem. There aren't enough buyers. Unsold electric cars are piling up in dealership lots all over the country. Here now is the Center for Industrial Progress founder and CEO, Alex Epstein. Good to see you, Alex. Thanks for being here. Now, EV, sa EV sales account, account for about 6.5% of auto sales. All right, let's stop it right there. It's Alan, what's his name, Epstein? I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right, Um. so <laughs> we're going to listen to him. Uh, did you guys know electrical vehicle sales account for 6% of all automobile sales? 6%. Remember that number. Uh, they are increasing, but you, the sales just aren't keeping up with demand. The demand just isn't there to buy all the cars that are made. Why do you think this is? Well, because this is something that's not being chosen by free people deciding what's best for them. It's something that's that's being coerced. Now, even with all the coercion word about 6%, mind you, Biden wants it to be 30, wants it to be by 2032, he wants it to be 67%. So he wants to decouple it from where it is now. But even now, what you've had is all these EV makers have been pressured or incentivized or cajoled into producing more EVs than the market wants. What we should have is a free market EV policy where people are free to make the best evs they can sell them on the market but not be subsidized not be mandated that way we can have better vehicles and we can have evs as our grid is ready for it right now all right and so he's getting a little political here uh but uh, we've got way right here wrong new, 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 new all right but he's telling you right now that of course the Biden administration has the green new deal they're trying to push electrical vehicles california has it as well they're trying to get it certain amount by 2020, 2030, and 2035. They don't have the infrastructure for it at this particular moment. And the people who have it now, they're telling them not to charge up their vehicles. I've been covering this for quite a bit. But if you understand that these companies are being incentivized by 
these administrations and the you know who new, 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 new world uh, to produce these vehicles. What they're saying is these vehicles aren't being sold. They're piling up on the car lot because people are choosing to go with the car they want as opposed to go with the agenda. Let him complete this circle here. All right. We have a catastrophically declining grid and then a catastrophic planned increase in electricity demand via EVs. So it's just a total government dictated disaster. And that doesn't work. I mean, we remember those five year plans, the 10 year plans in the old Soviet Union. I, I guess China still has them. They, the ideas of leaders who think that they can direct the private sector and consumers in certain ways uh, doesn't really work, but but you see it on state level as well. You live in California. Uh, they're preparing for all electric, I think, even sooner than Biden wants the whole country to go there. Will they be ready? I mean, will will their, the, the electric grids, which are under pressure, be ready, et cetera? I mean, it's. Just, I, I'm sorry to laugh at it because it's really not funny, but, you know, we were, my wife and I have been driving, you know, we drive in the summer and you. This dude said his wife. I was swore up and down. I was listening to somebody with a little sugar in his tank, but uh, I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong on this one. I'm sorry I prejudged them, but uh, let's get back to the thing here. And shout out to everybody that has an electrical vehicle. I'm not against people owning electrical vehicles. What I am against is kind of what they're talking about. Let's get to it. You see these signs and they say like, hey, it's too hot. We don't have enough electricity. Don't charge your EV and don't use your air conditioning. So this is the condition we're at with relatively low EV penetration. And we're talking about getting rid of, of oil powered vehicles by 2035. So no, they're not going to hit that. But but anything in that direction is causing these problems. So right now we need to acknowledge, hey, these, these di government dictated policies are bad. Let's get rid of them. Let's have a free market in EVs. And by the way, if you guys are making some points there, somebody says new dudes, new guys are soft coach. We got some people says the wife could be trans. So you guys are right, man. I listen. I, I I'm in a new world. I'm an old man in a new world. You guys are right. They could have just been. They just. Yeah, let's continue. If you want to help EVs, why don't you actually allow mining? Biden claims to want EVs. And yet he's All right, they get in political now. But uh, as you can see here, doom and gloom CGA, a lot of leftover EV vehicles, apparently, according to this report, it's only six percent. EV vehicles only make up 6% of the sold vehicles and they want to be um they want to be up in the 60% within the short range short term goals i think by 2035 up to 60% california wants this push by 2030 that no new cars are going to be sold being gas powered and california is an absolute joke so um anyway interesting report there let's get to the next doom and gloom report the most dangerous cities and maybe we can end the show off on this one there's a map somebody posted on locals that most dangerous cities in America. This map showcases the most dangerous cities in the U.S. in terms of how many violent crimes occur per for every 1000 residents and Detroit, Michigan, lining up at number six with Bessemer, Alabama, Bessemer, Alabama, a person likelihood, a person's likelihood of being a victim of a violent crime here is one in 30. Wherever Bessemer, Alabama is, it's an absolute abject failure right there. And this data set only includes cities with a population of 25,000 or more. Violent crime includes grape, uh, deletion, armed robbery, and aggravated assault, which by chance um, in California, if you commit one of those things, um, which were, I think, almost all of them, except for the graping, you can uh, be released. You don't need cash bail to be released. That's 
going to be pushed in recently. So let's get to the red hot ass states. We got Milwaukee, Wisconsin, not a surprise as the red hot. We got Cleveland, Baltimore, Spartanburg, Virginia, Albany, Georgia, Mobile, Alabama is super duper hot. Birmingham, Alabama, Memphis, Tennessee, not a shock. Little Rock and Pine Bluff, Arkansas, Monroe, Louisiana, and Alexandria are red, red ass hot. Also, Danville is going to be on in Indiana, I believe. And then let's just call the secondary states, which are the orange states, San Bernardino, Kansas City, Albuquerque. We got St. Louis, Rockford, Illinois, over to South Bend, Canton, Ohio, Wilmington, Delaware. I told you that they got some thug in there. And also um, those ones right there. And then we got the Yellers. Baton, oh, I got New Orleans in the in the orange section. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Houston, Texas, Pueblo, Colorado, Stockton, and Oakland, California. Not a surprise there. We got Tacoma, Washington, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Terre Haute, Terre Haute, Indiana. And uh, we got a whole bunch of here. Jacksonville and East Point, Atlanta, Georgia, it looks like. Myrtle Beach in Florence, South Carolina, Camden, New Jersey, and where's Rochester? Oh, we had a whole bunch of other ones that we missed off. Flint, Michigan is in the yellow. And uh, we got Saginaw in the dark, dark red. Yeah, man, Kalamazoo looking like they thugging over there. What an absolute catastrophe. And they left off a couple, I'm pretty sure. Los Angeles, New York, I don't see them on there. But Houston made it. So the most dangerous cities, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh, man, this is a travesty. So, anyway, did your city make the list? Any conservative cities on there? None. It says right here, George McFly. It just happens to be where all the ninjas live. I noticed that. I noticed this. These are high ninja population cities. <laughs> I mean, Pueblo and Albuquerque uh, withstanding here. All right, but these are all cities that ninjas live in. All right, what is there? What what's going on here? South Bend, Indiana is a ghetto five place. There, what? Why is there? Why is there? <laughs> oh man, we need to do better with our imagery, man, because they just trashing us out here. Let's go to the next one. Speaking of ninjas, we have the Aretha Franklin's children. You guys know that the queen of uh the queen of soul herself, Aretha Franklin. Recently died in the last few years. Can't really put my finger on when it was. But apparently, uh, like I warned you in the Blue Chip Mindset series, someone says they found a document in a couch. <laughs> in a couch. And they're going to say the will is valid because she died with no will. But apparently somebody, someone of these sniggles found a will and both of them look like they lying. I don't think so. <laughs> right. So these two sniggles look like they definitely lying. They belong on belong on straggles. Sniggle. Do you believe any one of these people right here? Please. Please. I don't believe any one of these gentlemen here, but of course I am prejudging them. Well, let's take you to the story. It says right here. 
A handwritten will by Aretha Franklin was found in her sofa, reflects the Queen of Souls' final wishes, a U.S. jury determined on Tuesday. So we tell you all the time, man, your kids are going to, if you make it, and you don't really determine where your funds are going to go, your kids are going to be fighting over the will. So have your shit down packed. It says right here, it was the latest stage of a long-running family drama that began when Franklin died from pancreatic cancer right there in 2018. At age 76, without a formally type, a formal type written will. And that's a travesty. I don't know what her net worth was when she died, but it seems like these entertainers do not have their shit together. I mean, Prince died without a will. Um, I think Michael Jackson did have a will. Uh, you know, a lot of these entertainers that have been around for a long time that should have had their business in order didn't have a will. But here, later on Monday, Ted will uh Ted White the second. Age 60. Age 60? Yeah. She was having babies young. And she was getting touched on, allegedly. As a youngin. I see a 16-year age difference. It says Franklin's son, who played guitar during her performance, told a court in Detroit that a 2010 document found in a locked desk drawer at her house should be recognized as the will. Mr. White told a six-person jury with all of the time that I spent working with her administratively, every other document that she signed, ever signed, was something that was done conveniently, conventionally and legally. Okay. The document has been notarized and report, repeatedly, repeatedly signed by Franklin. And Mr. White said she always used a lawyer for anything official. So maybe she did have her affairs in order, but not so fast. Franklin's youngest son, his name is Key calf, key calf. You guys see this right here. K E K E C A L F. Key calf. Man, you talk about a slave name. You talk about a slave name. That's what they used to name slaves on the plantation. Key calf. All right, his name is Key calf. Franklin, age 53, told the court. That a 2014 document should be recognized as the will under Michigan law. It was found in a spiral notebook under a cushion on a sofa after her death. Mm. Oh, man, he just happened to find that one. Mr. Franklin told the probate court. There you go right there. It doesn't strike me as odd for his mother's documents to be found on a sofa. Asked where the singer would uh, read her post, sign documents, and even sleep. Mr. Franklin repeatedly responded, on the couch. Okay. He said the area around the sofa would be untidy with a lot of papers around. Craig Smith, the lawyer for Edwards, another son, said he also backed the 2014 document. Mr. Smith told the court. Edwards believed the 2014 document represents her most current wishes and thus should be honored. Okay, and there's the will right there. Somebody said it's pronounced cacaf, cacaf, cacaw, 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 cacaw. This is the will that they want you. Hold on for a second. So she had a typed up will in 2010. All right. And then they had this chicken scratch wheel right here. I can't even read this right here. Oh, it's like the cow. All right. What the fuck? This is the wheel. C 
Kaka. <laughs> All right, there's a legal document there. She was like, let me write this up real quick. Her lawyer was like, write this up. Kaka. All right, so uh, Jesus Christ, you guys got to get your affairs in order. I can't read this shit. She done scratched out. This shouldn't be legal. This should not. <laughs> I found. Look what I found. Oh, boy. All right. The 2014 document was dated and signed A. Franklin, accompanied by a smiley face inside the first initial. Hey, man. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, look. Hey, when money's on the line, you'll do whatever you need to do, bro. Hey, when money's on the line, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do, man. Hey, look. Hey, if I'm about to get if I'm about to get some money in the wheel, I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> I got to do what I got to do. Oh, what else? Okay, it says right here, man. What else? Is this a long-ass story? Okay, let me get, let's get to the bottom line, right? It said Mr. Franklin and, uh, okay, here we go. Both 2010 and 2014 documents indicate that Franklin's four sons would share income from music and copyrights, but the 2014 version crossed out Mr. White's name, how conveniently, as executor of the estate and named Mr. Franklin in its place. Right. Hey, Martin, man, you got anything to say about this shit right here? Oh, what a shock. I mean, it just happens that Kakoff, Kakoff, Kikoff. All right. It just happens that this ninja's name is scratched out and that your name is filled in. All right. Interesting. And it says right here, uh, it's, it says also said that Mr. Franklin and his three children should get the singer's main home which was valued at $1.1 million, $1 million when she died. Take a look. Take a look. Oh, my God, man. Boy, oh, boy. Franklin's estate was valued at $18 million shortly after her death. A lawyer for Mr. White said the 2010 document had been signed on all 11 pages, and the 2014 document only signed once with the smiley face. Both documents were found at the same time. Oh, Interesting. Both documents were found at the same time by a niece, Sabrina Owens, who initially managed the estate. Mr. Owens did not appear in court, but her testimony or Ms. Owens wasn't didn't appear in court. But her testimony from a formal interview was read out loud. OK, uh, she explained how she searched the singer's home for records. She would use the kitchen in the living room. That was about it. OK, she would. Uh, so when I got to the sofa, I lifted up that far right cushion and there the notebook was all right so at least at least i don't know who wait who was who was she she's the niece who was her father all right interesting oh man anyway blue chip mindset <laughs> blue chip mindset uh have your affairs in order for real you never know when it's time to go all right let's get to this one right here a death by simp death by simp um, death by simp here, sad, sad story of a brother right here that has lost his life doing something that earlier today's show we told you not to do. All right, so we'll take you to the scene and shout out to for everybody sharing these on locals. Local All right, and so we'll play the clip right here. Um, this guy 
lost his life by interfering in a domestic dispute. So let's go ahead and roll it, unfortunately. He was the girlfriend of a hero who tried to stop an attack on a woman at a Lauderdale Lakes Walmart and was shot and killed. Who that? This right here. Yummy, yummy, yummy. All right, whoever that Indian girl is, she looking good. Here we go. Meanwhile, the suspect who worked at that store faced a judge today. Local 10 Sanella Savovic is live with our exclusive interview. Sanella. Thierry Bastien was inside this Lauderdale Lakes Walmart when he saw a man beating up a woman. He raced in to help her out. He was killed for doing that right in front of his own family. Their lives have forever been changed now. This infant baby boy will now never get to know who his father was. It's the sounds that plays back in your head. It's the whole scene that plays back in your head. It was supposed to be a simple shopping trip that changed Makia Ford's life forever. She watched her boyfriend and infant baby's father, Thierry Bastien, get shot six times. Well, I know there are some people who probably did not agree with me. They did not agree with me when I played the fake Bruce Wayne earlier today, and I told them to not interfere in these disputes. I said, nobody else is there. You got no team. These people have nothing to lose. I know people um, think that this isn't, this isn't how society should be, but I'm telling you, do not lose your life out here for some bitch you didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Listen. You bitch. You bitch. I know a lot of people like, but what if he was saving your kids? What if he was saving your wife and your mom? Listen, I'm just saying. Do you want to die for a stranger? They're calling him a hero. He's not a hero. He's not a hero. He's deleted. <laughs> he dead. Who wants to be a hero for some stranger that that some straggle daggle or some white piece of trailer park trash? I mean, who cares? Like, come on, man. They, she wasn't going to die. In the front of the baby and in the front of my kids and in the front of me. That's something I'm never, ever going to get over for the rest of my life. Ford says she and Bastien witnessed a man beating up a woman inside this Lauderdale Lakes Walmart. No one tried to help the woman out, and Ford says Bastien came to her aid. When he threw her down and he started punching on her is when he ran off to go help her, and I pulled him back and I told him to don't go, and he said he'd just go in to help. Bastien and the alleged shooter, a Walmart employee who was off the clock, Tyrone Sterling tussled, and investigators say Sterling shot him. Yeah, uh, see that? Yeah, somebody brothers are saying cemeteries are full of heroes. You don't want to be a hero, cemetery hero. You don't want to be out there. Well, he went out with a bang. I mean, just think in a random act, you were going shopping. You were going to pick up baby formula to poison your kid. I mean, you were going to pick up baby formula to give your kids nutritious nutrients. You were just walking. Your wife told you, let's go to the store. You wanted to stay home and jack off or play video games because you know he ain't got no punani from her in quite a long time. You know what I mean? So he like, why don't you go by yourself? No, I want you to go. So he got up. Okay. Walked out. And then, oh, we don't need another hero. We don't need another man. He could have been jerking off a good jerk. He could have been doing that wifey's going shopping jerk. He could have been busting the nut and jerking off to some nice, uh, barely legal, uh, 
<laughs> but guess what? He could have been double tapping that wide, doing alley-oop dunks on 2K. He could have been saving everybody, finishing in first place on the COD mission. But guess what happened right here? He Ninjas want to put on AK. Man, you guys aren't bulletproof. I don't know why dudes want to step up. I'll save you. Everybody stop the bullshit right now. Hey, man. And then he gets the skittery Pop, pop, keep pop, pop. And a boom, 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 boom. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Yes, it's a Haitian brother. He didn't lost his life. And now, the here's the thing about it, because people are like, well, you know, but now this child has to grow up without a father. Now she has to raise this kid all her own. Now she's going to be out here dating ninjas. She's going to be out here dating ninjas trying to be, well, my husband died trying to be a hero. Now I got to hear that sob story with her hairline pushed back. Let me, let me stop. Ninjas, you guys are not bulletproof. Stop going out there thinking you're going to save the day out here. Ford pleading with the shooter after the first shot to spare her boyfriend's life. I had the baby in my hand. I was like, no, please, even if it's for the baby, even if it's for the baby. And he just stand over him and. I know you heard. I know you heard that smoke alarm. I know you heard that smoke alarm. Let's go back. Let's go back. Here we go. I had the baby in my hand. I was like, no, please. Even if it's for the baby. Even if it's for the baby. And he just stand over him and just shot him. Sterling was arrested Tuesday. Ninjas cannot change that smoke battery, can y'all? Y'all ninjas will not. Y'all, listen. Y'all ninjas will not change your smoke battery, will you? You guys will live with that smoke battery chirping. This is a disgrace. How long is like chirps every nine seconds? <laughs> the disgrace. Man, as a people, as a people, her husband gone. Yeah, he can't. Well, he can't change the battery now. Oh, my goodness. Let's continue here. They night and appeared in bond court today where he was denied bond. Sir, you're charged with murder while engaging in certain felony offense. For Ford, it won't bring the love of her life back, which she says. Mm was an amazing father. He was really all about his family working and taking care of his family. And you just took that away from us. There it is right there. Mm. It's just the chirping in the back. I know they didn't just start chirping. They lived with that. And by the way, I'm going to let you guys know the reason a lot of these people have relationship problems is because that chirping ass battery is like causing your nervous system to be aggravated. Listen, it's causing your nervous system be aggravated, and then you start arguing with each other because every nine seconds, chirp, and you're like, "How was your day?" Chirp, and then you're like, all frazzled, like the dude in Venom. <laughs> he said batteries are expensive. They was just at Walmart. All right, man. Goodness, that will cause a relationship to go toxic real fast with that chirping in the background. All right, let's continue, man. I just it's mind boggling to me. Mind-boggling. And that's not fair. It's not fair to the kids. And it's not fair to me having a big heart that he have. He went down as a hero, but it's sad. Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure she would trade in the opportunity to go back in time. Unfortunately, this is not how life works. And say, no, let that woman get her the, the brakes beat off of her. 
You know what I mean? Let the woman get the brakes beat off of her. So uh, I'm telling you guys, being a hero in this day and age is not worth it. There's no reward. Cemetery are full of heroes. You don't want to be that. I'd rather be the guy that called 911 as opposed to the dude that's taking a dirt nap. Absolutely. So anyway, let's get to any contributions real quick and then keeping that show moving. Uh, shout out to Henry uh, talking about OBS. I answered it. And he says, uh, never, ever get into fights with neck tattoo ninjas. They already showed you that they don't care about their life with the tattoo. So it's nothing to take yours. No reason to, to get into it. The real J, the real Jason C. CGA woman I know owes $13,000 due to the L.A. rent moratorium and now faces eviction. He says, also, I was driving to Burbank today and I saw a woman sleeping in a shopping cart. The future is not female. Oh, man, we got two sound effects. Your rent's due, motherfucker. My goodness. Um, And I remember, um, you know, because I have foresight, I have vision. It is a blessing that the Lord has bestowed upon me, and I don't take it lightly. This is what allows me to be Coach Adamas. Um, you know, we got into this thing about a, a nice conversation. This wasn't a beef conversation about these holes are winning. And I was like, no, they're not. If you open your eyes and because and the conversation was, well, I don't see any homeless women. And I was like, well, I do. I'm starting to see them. But you're going to see more and more of them. I said, just wait. So after all of these moratoriums in and they live with a relative, a family, just wait, especially Los Angeles. All right, because a lot of dumb people didn't pay their rent and uh, when they could have. And I said, when that moratorium ends, it's going to be hell because you're going to owe back rent and current rent. This is an absolute disaster. And if you believe in conspiracies, this is a design plan to disenfranchise. Let me just say this. This is a design plan to enslave humanity <laughs> so, i mean i'm gonna say it as nicely as i can new, new 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 world order this is a plan all right the barbarian is at the gate i was like we're at the point of no return now and uh we have people that have, have eyes on america and you know what i mean we need they needed to enslave us you know what i mean they need to have us um at basically just at their will we need to have they need to have americans at our at their will and they're going to have at least a good 30, 40, I would say 45% of Americans are going to bow and bend that knee. Facts. And they're going to do it. They're doing it in a number of ways. And this is going to be accelerated. Just wait till we get to 2030. This shit is going to be 60%, 70%. And somebody said, I think it's a global thing. Yeah, this is, well, they have to get Americans to bow down. If you guys don't know, globally, most everybody's already there. I mean, this is the last bastion of what people have as uh, known as a republic where the people had a little bit of a voice. Uh, worldwide, people have no voice. There's none. They got zero. Even in Europe, they don't have a voice. Like they have heavy, steep uh, socialism in Europe where they face high taxation and there's no chance to be entrepreneurs and start businesses. Right. They And the gas prices are $10 a gallon. Like they don't have no choice. They're already bent over over there. Right. And it's been a part of their culture for quite a long time. So they haven't had a voice for a long time. They actually have to do what everybody tells them to do over there. The, the, the leaders, they have massive corruption here. Yeah, they don't, they can't, they can't, they can't own firearms. 
Like they're super stuck over there in South America. Don't even get me started with Venezuela and then going into these other places. Did you see that Argentina going crazy with inflation? Argentina right now has like their inflation rate has increased like 131%. They are like, get it's a wrap for them already. You don't hear this. You don't hear this. I kind of pay attention to it right now. Somebody said 114%. Argentina going nuts. Like they being priced out. They, they, them, them girls being, uh, yeah, they're the next Venezuela. They're doing Padusi. Is <laughs> so Argentina. Uh, you got Venezuela. I mean, you got Venezuelan girls going to Colombia, and y'all ninjas flying to Colombia. You flying to Colombia, thinking you're getting Colombian women, and you're getting Venezuelan women. Mm. Oh yes, I'm Colombian. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. I got a hair going crazy here on my beard. You're getting Venezuelan women that went over to Colombia to go uh, save their family. So, guys, it's it's that's what's going on worldwide. Where are we going over here in America? It's just a matter of time, right? They just need to get they need to get people to be like, okay, um, you know, we'll listen, we'll listen, and we'll won't pay rent, and we won't go to our jobs, and it's gonna take a while. It's going to take a while, but people are going to be in, they're going to be in a bind. Okay. Listen, I'm in a bind, Nate. and you're going to see women guys. I'm seeing women now because I'm on the dark side. So these women out here, sheesh, shout out to my man, James D. He says, uh, CGA, you have me sniggling. He says, I stopped by a local bar for a drink and there was nothing but pogs and mastodons. <laughs> Each one had a ninja running game on them, though. He says, them brothers are starving out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yeah, it's almost like no choice. I don't know where you live, but in many municipalities, there's no choice. But them pogs, man, brothers be, woo, ain't nothing like a pog out here. And when people, when I say pog, I mean all, I don't care. No, a pog coach is a girl that got a, a, a big bust and a tapered waist and big hips and a big boot. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, them girls don't exist. That's called Photoshop. Them some big women. Wait a minute. That's the wrong one. Henry Resilient. Did I get you already? I did. Shout out to Henry. Congratulations on your growth. And uh, he says, an ancient man says, there is only one woman I would risk my life for, and she is in Indiana, my mother, and that's it. All right, guys, do not play the hero for no stranger. Ladies Love Cool C says, I know a guy that's married his best friend that was once married to a man in the military and had a boyfriend before he got his turn with her. Mm. Brother's coming back, man, you know. I have a video, hopefully I remember it, of a dude. He was in the friend zone, and he met his high school sweetheart again. I think I'm going to try to show that. Harem King says, hey, coach, is, it, um, is men's health in lifestyle important to build cars clothes sunglasses jewelry hobbies i've seen bums with baddies at time it is but um you know it just depends i mean for for just in my opinion baddies are useful for one thing and that is just to kind of be seen with them they're kind of dumb um they don't offer you anything they're selfish and if you just want to have your turn with them and get a baddie i mean it's doable but uh, for the clothes and the cars and the life and all that stuff, it might feel good. Once you have it, it doesn't feel as good anymore. It, you kind of move on 
So, you know, Jim Carrey has that quote, I wish everybody can be rich so they can realize that that ain't it. And uh, once you get a couple of watches and you get a couple of pieces of jewelry and all that, unless you're addicted to it, it's almost a waste. It's almost a waste. And it attracts the wrong kind. But you do want to feel good about yourself. You want to celebrate your accomplishments. But, um, you know, get it. And then once you get it, you'll move on. And if you become uber successful, you'll start dressing like a bum. Okay. Mm. Now that's the next level. That's the next level. Once you become millionaire, double millionaire, triple 10, 20, 30, 40, I want all of you guys to achieve this. If you ever become that, you'll start dressing like a bum. <laughs> okay. Look at that brother we covered, Jonah Hill. He dressed like a whole hobo. Okay, anyway, you want to look broke because after after you have all of that, after you've got all the money and you bought all the trinkets, yeah. But you want to get there at least. And Ancient Man says, I knew what was up with the rental moratoriums. He says, when they started it, it was to shake up the little guys and they wanted us all as slaves. They want the big corpse renting to the peasants and eating the bugs. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. When I hear these things, and I warned you for if you're just new to me, during these things in 2020, I was doing live streams, and I was watching these things, and I was warning you guys. I was like, don't do this. I was like, don't take the PPP. I was like, that's a scam. That's going to mess up somebody. Um, I was like, don't stop paying rent. And people thought I was crazy. I was like, don't do it. Because what's going to happen is, is what's happening to a lot of people. Everybody told you the rental moratorium, they extended it three years. But they said when the moratorium ends, you're going to owe all the back rent. And you're going to owe rent going forward. I was like, no. I was like, most people are going to not be ready for that. That's going to torpedo a lot of people. And you're going to find yourself in eviction court. Rarely are the people that were going to be able to pay the $13,000 $13, in back rent and going forward rent. Or what they would say is they would put the payments, they would put all the back rent and they would um, they would take it and they would um, not subsidize it. They would put it in the current rent. So if your rent was $1,800, they take the course of the lease and they spread it amongst, they spread the back rent amongst the current rent. There's a word for that. And so your rent normally is eighteen hundred, but it would be like twenty four hundred. I'm like, who is gonna? I was like, who is gonna do that? You would be an idiot to keep extending that. And I actually was renting in um in a place. Just as a means to tell you, I actually moved during that time, so I moved from one place to another, and the rent was very high. I moved to a high rent area, and um. What happened was they were concerned. Prorate. Thank you. Prorate. prorate. You could call it amortized or prorate. Yeah, they would prorate your rent based with the back rent so that you could, you know, because nobody wants to pay $13,000 up front. So they were prorated, and then your rent would just increase. So anyway, when I heard that shit, I thought it was insane. And I went and moved to a new place, and they were, at the time, the moratorium was on in Orange County. And they were concerned that people would move in and not pay rent. So when I moved in, I basically had to pay a lot of rent up front. I didn't have to, but I did it to show them just to qualify for the place. Because they people were taking tenants and the moratorium was on. So they were concerned that people were just going to move in and, and squat and not pay the rent. So I actually asked them as well. I was like, 
how many of your current tenants paying rent right now? And they said they actually were doing pretty good. I think they were saying 60 to 80. So the majority of their people were paying rent. Not many people were doing that. But of course, I, I was a black guy moving in the suburban neighborhood, high rent. And I thought they was going to say, hell no. <laughs> right? Yo, black ass ain't moving here. But they took me. They didn't know I was black. They didn't know I was black. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, some of these things are absolute traps for normies. And a rent moratorium, PPP loan, the unemployment. We've heard um, people that got on unemployment and then they sent back saying they paid them too much unemployment and they were going to be taking it out of their check. And then also the last one was the student loan moratorium. I'm like, yikes. I was like, holy moly. I was like, dude, please do not do any of these things. These things are going to trap you. It's going to be a scam. Yeah, my name helps as well, too. And they probably don't think ninjas is moving in because not a lot of ninjas move in there. So it didn't say Daquan, the coldest, on the application. They was like, oh, look at this honest guy, Greg Adams. All right, here we go. Get Greg Adams in here. That's another white man. <laughs> and then I showed up and they was like, oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. <laughs> Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Brown 310, shout out to you. Yeah, Brothers was like, it's free money. It's free money. I was like, what world do you live in? Now, not everybody got caught and not everybody will get caught. But people that were saying it was free money, I was like, man, hell no, because I believe in money karma. This is going to be one of the principles of my book coming out. I don't believe in the word free. There's no free lunches. Do not say it's free. And even if it is free, even if I get away with it, there's money karma. So what's going to happen is eventually you're going to it's going to come back to haunt you. It's going to come back to haunt you. You can keep playing that game if you want, but it's it's going to come back to where if you take bad money, uh, some sometimes that shit going to come back. Yeah, the stimulus check. Yeah, the stimulus checks. The there was a child tax credit check. Anyway, caca. Let's get back to the show. I'm going to catch up on the other chats in a minute. Thank you for being here. Let's get the straggling sniggle theater. All right. Straggling sniggle theater. Here we go. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right. Straggling sniggle theater. I think I only have a couple of clips and then it's right to the main event. We're going to go to not Deacon Clap Cheeks, but Father Clap Cheeks is in the building. Oh, my goodness. And wait till you see. This pretty young thing he's uh, dancing with here in Miami. All right, I got to refresh it just to show you. Um, sharing the screen. As you can see, Henry, I do a lot of sharing, so I got to get in and out real quick. But Father Clap Cheeks, there he is right there with no teeth at all. Hydra boys with a nice piece of Latina calico right there. Now, that is definitely not the Western Coast Latinas right there. That woman comes from Colombia or Brazil. But here we go.
man, father clap cheeks. <laughs> Somebody said this is Brazil. Is this in Brazil? These brothers, I don't know. It says right here, Miami, right here. It says Miami, so I'm not sure. All right, I don't know. It says join us in Miami, so I don't know. It might be still in Brazil. But by the way, holy mackerel, I actually, when I was in Miami last, I had me a junior college girl almost just like this. She was tall and just like this. Oh, boy. It wasn't that great, but she was great arm candy. I'm going to tell you that. she was Her arm candy game was on point. In bed, she was just lying. I mean, it, it wasn't the best, all right? She, you know what I mean? Pretty girls, pretty girls suck in bed. I'm sorry to tell you. Pretty girls suck in bed. Not all pretty girls. I mean, you got to defile them. But anyway, she's Cuban. Shout out to the Cubana here. I was going to say Cuba as well. But um, I want to show you the brother. Uh, we got everybody throwing out stuff here. Brazil, Cuba, Venezuela. Which one is it? Mexico. <laughs> Let me show you the brother here in the group. Uh, check out the guitar player here. Okay. Check out the guitar player. So he's about to hit that bass. He tuning that bass up. He's looking at Father Clap Cheeks with this fine piece of calico right here. I do approve. And check out the dude right here. Look. <laughs> Look at this guy right here. He's like, oh, what? What? Oh, the humanity. <laughs> he like, am I seeing? He's like, wait a minute. He's looking at this brother like, wait a minute. He like, man, I got that bass funk going on. Father clap cheeks and take a look at this face right here. Boy, this is a nice piece of calico. All right, this is about 1000 to 1500 a night in Miami, by the way, just so if you know. Or a whole lot of game. And we got game ninjas that show you uh, how running game works in Miami walking up to these girls. All right, it doesn't work at all. You're going to have to have money. <laughs> all right, but Father clap cheeks. What are you doing? Take it easy. This brother is like, what is going on? Wait a minute. Who are you? All right, here we go. Let's go in here. And she's like, uh, he's like, oh, father, clap cheeks. You're grinding pelvis. This is a despicable disgrace. All right. I know he hard as a rock. I mean, if she was any younger, it would be better. But that's a nice piece of calico right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh. And he, she tried to skedaddle. Look, she was like, thank you, father. She's probably 19 years old. All right. And uh, she was like, thank you, father. I'm leaving. And he was like, uh-uh, uh, you ain't leaving at all. He like, gotcha, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Oh, man, father, man, that is a sin. That is a sin. That is a sin, father. I don't know, Father Clap Cheeks. You need to do something. Then. In confessional, you got to confess. Look at this ninja, man. He about to go out. With a bang, my man is out here like, Hey, yo, chill, sir. Hey, yo. <laughs> He's like, hell yeah. I'm going to sin tonight and be in confessional tomorrow. <laughs> oh, oh, there's more videos with him? Okay, he out here doing his thing right there. Okay, he doing thing. Where's that hand, Father? That hand is a little low. Move that hand up, Father Clap Cheeks. Look at these legs on this girl. This girl right here, man, is a banger. This girl right here is a high qualifier. All right. Anybody that says no, I don't know what you're talking about. And by the way, uh, anyway, Jesus. All right. Anyway, I know somebody, some ninja going to be like, ah, she all right. He already here. She all right. She all right. She a six. Ninja's in here calling her sixes. All right. We in trouble. We in trouble if she's a six. 
Oh, she did the oh, she did the Mickey Mouse too. She did the Mickey Mouse. Do you see this? She did the Minnie Mouse. I told you she got Minnie Mouse game, and I wish she didn't talk at all. If she didn't talk, she'd be a 10. There she is doing Minnie Mouse. Of course, I'm just a good girl. I'm just a good girl. I don't sin. Ah, I'm innocent. Minnie Mouse. <laughs> and of course, she was out there grabbing ankles for Sugar Daddy later that evening. Trying. Yeah. All right. She did the meow mix right there. So shout out to Straggle Father Clapcheeks in the building. And uh, she's not a six. This woman is not a six or a seven. All right. Anyway. But everybody has their preference. Let's go to the next one right here. Uh, we have what these hoes will do for money. All right, money, they all got a price. Here it is right here. We're going to go to a guy who's going to go to a beach, and he's going to measure booty. Booty, booty. All right, he's going to go and approach women and offer them money to measure their booties. Let's continue. If you have a booty bigger than 48 inches, I'll give you 20 bucks. All right, measure that. That's you. We're going to go to the fattest part. Woo. 44 and a half. So close. Measure me up. Yeah. 43.1. That is still so big. So big. Can you measure it? 41. Uh, 40 and a half. Can you measure it for me? 42 and a half. Just by a little bit. My life. Round it up this. No, I think Hillary can beat it. Probably, yeah. Let's see. Oh, man. I think that's the winner right there. And she got the thigh touching together. That's a BBW right there. Wow. Well, guys, uh, your girl says, I'm going to go to the beach with the other girls. All right. And then she's going to say, hey, I won 50 bucks. What happened? How'd you win 50 bucks? Um, uh, Some dude measured my booty. <laughs> this is crazy. And this woman definitely on the Mastodon chart. Some ninja going to be in here like she a nine coach. There's going to be a guy that tells me this girl looks better looking than the girl that was dancing with Father Clapcheeks. I know there's one of you here. If you have a booty bigger than 48 inches, I'll give you 20 bucks. All right. Measure that. That's you. We're going to go to the fattest part. 20 bucks. And look how she bent over and about to grab them ankles. All right. Anyway. Woo. 44 and a half. So close. Measure me up. 43.1. That is still so big. So big. Can you measure it? 41. Can you measure it for me? 42 and a half. Just by a little bit. My life. Round it up. No, I think Hillary can beat it. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, man. 49. Yeah. 49 is right. 49ers. All right. But anyway. Whoa. And she was grabbing them ankles, too. And this brother is over here like, hey. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yeah, he's starving in the back for sure. Oh! And there she is, Butterface herself. All right. So, uh, guys, your girls, you guys, it's not. she doesn't belong to you. She's not yours. It is just your turn. I think Do I have one more. First date red flags. We're going to go to what looks like an older video that has been reposted. Of a brother name, and anybody know this guy's name? I know his name, but I just done forgot it. All right, so uh, this guy's name right here, uh, what is his name? Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, he was very popular on Vine. Um, and I think he was on, yeah, King Batch. King Botch. 
He was popular on Vine. And this actually looks like probably an old Vine video. But um, somebody has reposted it under there. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure because that looks like his logo there. But let's let's show you first date red flags. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. You too. Oh my god, this car's old and dingy. Stink in here, and I'm cold. How do you get around in this thing? Jesus, where are we going? Did you make reservations? Yeah, I'm, I'm vegan. I can't just eat anything. You know what I mean? I'm gluten free. I got a lot to watch my figure here with. Yeah, this is the restaurant oh, this right is here. It? Okay, you're gonna change. You gotta put a different jacket on. Let's go. Come on, hurry up. Where are you going? Get out the car. Bitch. <laughs> Yeah, he called her. He told her. He's like, man, get out of my car. You bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> so she get in complaining. She get in tell you what my past boyfriend used to do and what I used to do, what I'm expected to do. And what are you doing? And did you do this? And did you do that? She showed up. All she did was showed up and put her makeup on. He was like, yeah, they go to the restaurant over there. Get out of here. Get out. You bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> All right, dude. That's what y'all got to start doing. And we had this conversation. Over on Locals this weekend, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com, we had a conversation about, you know, um, you know, men were feeling that, especially when they go to the junior college, that they have to take, they have to take offers. They have to, because they meet with a girl, they kind of have to do it, and they felt pressured. And I'm like, don't feel pressure, man. Kick these bitches to the curb. Mm. Tell them you ain't interested. Tell them no thank you. You can do this on a date as well. If you go on a date, you do not have to stay through the entirety of the date. You can say, you know what? Let's cut this off here. I don't think there's anything. I think this is done. I think we're all done here. <laughs> right. Okay. You don't have to continue to date and see her off and waste another hour and a half. And but like, if it's not going right, you'd be like, you know what? This isn't really going the way I want it. Uh, let's not waste each other time. You know, the proper thing to do is to just be like, look, if you're in a situation where there's a bill to pay. Just pay the bill and just leave yourself. The Just leave her sitting there. Make sure your credit card doesn't, it's not open, uh, open tab at the bar. Just be like, hey, look, I'm going to pay my portion of the bill. I'm going to treat it over there. I'll pay the whole thing. Look, man, let's just, let's just cut it right here. <laughs> okay. And if it's getting like that, man, just tell them. If they show up 30 minutes late, you know what? You were late. Don't even need an explanation if they show up late. What, what do you mean? Like, this is ridiculous. I mean, listen, I mean, every girl's late. Are you this uptight? You know what? This just isn't going to work out. Listen, here's a hundred bucks. Thanks for your time. Get the fuck out of my face. Like, you don't even have to do that. But I do that just to clear up the bullshit. Um, just so that they can think that they got over. Well, at least I got a hundred dollars. Yeah, here, here, here. <laughs> all right, just throw on the money. Just throw it on her forehead. Here, bitch, this is all you worth. You ain't even worth this, but I'll just do this to keep your mouth shut. All right, but uh, guys, don't be afraid to, don't feel pressured that you have to go through anything, go through with anything. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. You too. Oh my God, this car's old and dingy, stink in here, and I'm cold. How do you get around in this thing? Jesus. Where are we going? Did you make reservations? Yeah, I I'm vegan. I can't just eat anything. You know what I mean? I'm gluten free. I got a lot to watch my figure here with. Here we are. This is the restaurant oh, this right is here. It. Okay, you're going to change? You got to put a different jacket on. Let's go. Come on. Hurry up. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. I wish more men did this. I wish more men did this because a lot of women that you spend the time with are useless. You really trying to just sleep with them. And once you get to the point where you don't even want, you don't even need that from them at the moment, 
just get let's just 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 even text messaging get down to the bottom line like look let's get down to the bottom line what what is this looking like what are you looking for i'm trying to get married in six months well okay you know what this isn't working uh you know maybe i'll look out for you in the future if not have a nice life it's crazy so uh guys don't feel pressured out here and don't be desperate you know most men are desperate to kind of just finish the job and get a little bit of a nut. But guys, it ain't going to be worth it. Shout out to my man, Kwan. Kwan says, shout out to the coach gang, NWO. Y'all need to chill. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Somebody says she foldable, man. I can find him somewhere else. Corey says, coach gang. Shout out to Corey 2S. And uh, shout out to you. Shout out to Deshaun says, you mentioned my city again, coach. Coach. He says, so I had to donate. Shout out to Detroit, Michigan. Detroit. The 10th man says, NWO, I hear strong. We still with you here, brother. Thank you, brother, for staying here. New, 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 new world order. All right. We got our brother here, Loud Pockets. Thank you, brother, for being here again. We got Venmo. Yeah, man. Uh, once you get to the point where uh, Tom Likas talked about this. Shout out to Tom Likas, one of the greatest. He says that stench of desperation. Um, and it comes from not having leveraging options. So when you have, um, when you have, let me see here, hold for a second. Um, when you have um, a desperate sense where you need a desperate need to get this woman's attention or validation, a desperate need to get sex, that stench of desperation, women can smell it on you. And this is why things go bad with women because they see you're desperate. Sometimes you're nervous, right? You're nervous. You're like, ah, oh, you know, and then you're trying to impress. And then you, she's like, oh, uh, like, like things like, things like if um, she's, the woman mentioned it in the video. She's like, did you make reservations? And then he said, yeah. Oh, but I'm vegan. I just can't eat anything. Well, you should have told me that when I was making a reservation because we were going to a barbecue joint. And if she says, well, I can't go change the reservations. This is it. Like, that's it. I, I, I'm not going to continue to do this type of stuff here. Right. You want a man to lead and then all of a sudden you switch it up. I gave you another situation where um, I was going to meet with this woman. She was a very nice looking, attractive, older woman. When I say older, she was over 35. Um, she probably was like in her 40s. Very tall, statuesque Italian type chick. Right. Dark hair, vixen. Well, we're going back and forth. And this woman probably thinks, you know, I'm going to treat these guys. Though. It was a dating app date probably back in, I want to say 2016-ish. Well, um, she she probably had a job, a nice career and all that stuff. Well, when I talked to her, I told her I would meet her at a certain place and at a certain time. What she did was, because, you know, she said, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? So I told her, and I always take the lead. They never have to ask me. They rarely have to ask me what we're doing. If we confirm, I'll tell you what we're doing. Okay, I want you to be here. I want this, this type of attire, this place, wear your hair up in a high ponytail. I'll give specific details. Now, what happened was this was a place called uh, Fashion Island. It's a mall in Newport Beach. So I told her I'm going to meet her at this place. We're going to be eating dinner here. What she did was... She went out with her girlfriends prior to our meeting. This is what she said. And they were at another restaurant within the mall. Now, as I'm meeting her there, she texts me. 
she was like, hey, um, I'm here at this place with my girlfriends at the bar. Meet me here. <laughs> okay. Now, that right there is a no-go. All right, because I don't like my plans changed. I gave you instructions, and you're changing my plans. Now, some people might say, eh, no big deal. However, shit test. Who's in control? And as a guy, as soon as you give up that control, forget it, the rest of the relationship. As soon as she can bump you off your square, that's it. So I said, no, thank you. I'm going to be here where I said we're going to meet. And she's like, what's the problem? I'm just here with my friends. I'm here already. Why don't you meet me here? And I said, no. So a lot of guys wouldn't do it. Now, the other reason I wouldn't meet her there is then what she's trying to do is make me walk in with her friends, potentially, so they can go yay or nay. They can give me the king, the, uh, the emperor's yay or nay. Oh, yeah, he's good. Oh, he's bad. And or pay for their bullshit at the bar. Hey, sit here at the bar. And then when they get up and leave, hey, be a gentleman and pay for my shit. Mm. I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> yep so they get and uh, yeah oh i'll pay get i'll pay ladies and they've been sitting there drinking for two hours you see what i mean so i immediately said no thank you i'm not interested in that i said i'm gonna meet you here let me know if you'll be there at that time i'm here already so i'm gonna be seated i'll be seated on the inside if you're ready to meet if you're not let me know and she was like i just don't understand why you can and i was like that's okay and i went home <laughs> all right I went home. So you guys got to understand that, that you are in control. Don't be desperate. It might seem like a little thing, but it is a situation of control. Her following directions, how this relationship is going to go. She's an alpha widow. She thinks she could just add. Ah. And I was like, no, nope. they think that I'm going to just pay for their tab after they drank and eat, uh, ate, ate food all day. And I was just going to come in and, Let's go seat right here. But first, uh, we got to close out our tab, uh, you know. And then he just let it sit there and sit there and sit there. The bartender come over, put the tab in front of me while they come out there. They probably do setups like that all the time. And I'm like, no, man, hell no. Mm. I was like, nope, that's okay. So they had to pay that bill. <laughs> yep. Then it'd be a 400 tab for me to go sit there and her pat me on the head for 30 minutes and say, oh, I got to go. My girls are leaving. We're leaving. So guys, do not, do not fall for these things <laughs> all right let them out here it's crazy man anyway what are we doing here macaroni tony oh he says don't announce this okay all right um let me see here okay he's giving me a private message uh but anyway possibly possibly and uh Kevin Sullivan says, uh, skitty pop, 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 and a boom, boom, brr, boom. Shout out to you, the best edutainment on YouTube. Thanks for the laughs. No government name says, uh, coach, uh, they can't change the smoke battery if it's mounted. He says, they ain't got no tool set, baby steps, coach. Okay, yeah, they are a new couple. Um, but priorities, man. I mean, if you have a PlayStation, you must have a step stool and tools. No government name B.A. says several YouTubers are gleefully rem uh, reminiscing on how you destroyed Hafiz. They're giving you credit for Hafiz's rapid nose died into oblivion and retirement from YouTube. He says that's what he get for messing with the goat. Yeah, brother. He actually tried to set me up. So he kind of he kind of gets what he deserves on that one. But hopefully his pivot is 
a good pivot. All right. He ain't gonna, he ain't like, I'm not retiring because of you, but that was rapid, man. That was a that was a steep decline. Uh, that was definitely the underdog coming in. I was unprepared for that battle. We got uh, let's see here, one, two, three, four, deadly edly. We got three over here. Deadly Ellie says, usually when a mother dies, there's no one fighting for anything. He says, but when a father dies, however, yeah, usually. But Aretha Franklin got that big dough. She got that big money. And she probably didn't spend much of it later in her life. She didn't seem like a spendthrift. She seems very much uh, like a thrifty person. Shout out to Rico, says, been watching you for years, bro, and never contributed. I'm long past due. You the truth, coach. Thank you, Rico. I appreciate you, man, for coming and checking in here. After all these years, it makes me feel good that we can keep your attention all this year and give you this information. Give you this information. Somebody says, get Dr. Umar on next. Who we need next to take down? <laughs> all right. Who we need next? Dr. Umar, come get some, brother. Come get some, brother. Put your dukes up. Shout out to my man, Jarandi, or my lady, Jarandi. I can't tell. I think it's a guy. He says, I work at a hospital uh, kitchen ran by all women today i walked out so chaotic and i know why did you guys know and didn't mean to offend you on that one uh mr randy is that do you know that when women work close together they get their biology almost in sync meaning that their periods their moods and everything will be in sync did you guys know that okay you guys know that I know that because I've worked with women. I've managed women all my life, right, um, in coaching. But if you get a group of women together, their biology will get in sync, meaning that their periods will almost get uniform and almost be almost at the same time if you keep them around long enough. That's how crazy biology is. That is crazy. So that there'll be periods of where they'll be calm, and then there'll be periods where they'll be crazy shit, right? It'll be crazy. And you'll be like, God damn, and they'll be catty, catty fighting and talking and crying and emotional. And they'll be in HR. <laughs> and she said, and Susie said, and she's a bitch. And but look it up. Biology is crazy like that. Science and what how we're dictated. Um, this is also tells you that um uh the um ah what pheromones, how powerful pheromones are. So when people talk about age differences between men and women, when Older men are around older women. The pheromones has to be lower. Girls, <laughs> right? There's no fertility in this woman. Her fertility, her eggs gone. She got 13 bad eggs to throw. Maybe 10, maybe four. She done froze up 15. But if an older man is around a younger woman, pheromones going crazy. That little bit of testosterone he got left. <laughs> is being activated by just the mere presence. Guys, you could just be standing close to a woman and the pheromones are just bouncing off each other. Just sometimes it could be just the smell of the hair, like the wind blows and her hair blows like this and that herbal essence blows up your nose. You'd be like, you want to sniff her butt? Like <laughs> we're animals, we're animals. It is people try to complicate us. We're super duper animals, man. Um, you guys remember in high school, junior high school and high school when you was in high school and a girl was next to you. 
It was like smells like teen spirit in here. <laughs> you give her a hug and put your nose. You know, you ninjas out there. You give her a hug and put your nose all in her neck. And you be like, come here, baby, right here. Where my hug, baby? Where my hug? And you get that hug and you be and you bury her nose. Now, go to an old woman. Go to an old woman. Go to an old woman and hug her. You be like, where my hug? She like 47, 50. You give her a hug and you feel all of that bag of jello in her her body and back fat and rolls. And then you put your you put your nose in her neck, my, your nose in her neck. It smell like mothballs and kitchen and shit and dog food. And you like. Smell like burnt hair and wig and hairspray. <laughs> Vicks are icy hot. You like. It don't smell like teen spirit no more. So <laughs> box cheap wine from Trader Joe's and shit. You like. Mm. <laughs> it smell like vape pen and cigar weed, corn nuts and shit. You like. Okay, let me just just grab your ankles. <laughs> biology, biology is crazy like that. So with that being said, the point I was making is if you work in a kitchen, a hosp- I think you said a hospital kitchen or a kitchen like that, and you work with a lot of women, the reality is their biology gets to be in sync and you will have ups and downs. There'll be calm periods. Well, there'll be a calm term because they'll be off their cycle. And then they'll be on their cycle at the same time. And it'll be cattiness and crazy, 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 crazy. All right. Made in Lagos says, um, he says, just because rich, wait, just became rich of investments. He says, do it dolo, fellas. Don't need nobody else. Just get get rich off of your investments. All right. uh, Appreciate you, man. Let's get in here. And people will say that. Why do old why do older men like younger women? Man, because they fertile. That's why. They're pheromones. <laughs> I could just be standing next to one and be like, even an ugly girl, even an ugly younger woman, even a other as our man Patrice O'Neill said. What did Patrice O'Neill say about a younger woman versus an older woman? He was like, even a ugly 19-year-old beats an attractive 40-year-old. He said something like that. A ugly 19-year-old beats an attractive 40-year-old. He said, you can smell them ovaries, but I mean, dude. Patrice O'Neill said something like that, and somebody could try to uh, um, get it up there. And the reason why, and the reason why is because pheromones. It's because hormones. It's because what it is. They life full of, they got life full of, they full of life and vigor. They bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. They they excited about life. You be with an older woman, she all depressed, smelling like mothballs and old sneakers. She smelling like old uh, high heel pumps and core nuts. Mm. <laughs> right? She smelling like uh, tanning cream and her skin looking like leather. And she looking like she smelling like desperation. <laughs> People here watching my show. But look, I'm here to tell you the truth. Uh, anyway, 
He says an ugly 19-year-old is better than a beautiful 35-year-old. That was Patrice O'Neal. Rest in peace. So I've given shout-outs to Tom Likas and Patrice O'Neal, giving credit where credit is due, our predecessors. All right, uh, these guys have had this and talked about this well before we did, so we certainly didn't invent any of these things. So anyway, let's get into uh, how dating apps affects Gen Z and millennials. Okay, so we have a therapist, and these therapists all look alike. They always look alike. Take a look at this. This the this is the psychologist we're going to listen to here, and um, he's a doctor. He has a PhD. Um, they always look like Muppets, but shout out to this guy. He's talking about truth here, loneliness and compulsive use of dating apps. Let's listen to this guy. Loneliness and compulsive use of dating apps. I'm Dr. Mike Ma, board certified psychiatrist. And let me talk to you guys about something that I'm seeing a ton of, particularly in my Gen Z millennial patients. So loneliness and compulsive use of dating apps let's look at this through an ocd obsessive compulsive lens we have our obsessive intrusive distressful thought I'm all right doc uh he looks like he's doing well for himself he does have a nice house and and the acoustics are got the echo he's got the hardwood floors he's throwing too much terminology at me all right you got too much terminology at me doc all right and any normal person that knows this terminology you're an addict more than likely. This man sold a lot of medication. All right, let's get back to what he's talking about here and I'll play it all the way in full. I'm feeling lonely. This causes anxiety. And how do I relieve that anxiety temporarily? I go and I compulsively use the dating apps. If you guys have seen my prior videos, what's one way to treat and help reduce the obsession? You have to understand that the compulsive behavior that com being compelled to look at the dating app, that is fueling the fire of the obsession. So when you feel that loneliness, when you have that recurrent intrusive thought that I'm lonely, I want someone, sit and tolerate that distress without engaging in the compulsive behavior, AKA checking the dating apps, because engaging in that behavior is only fueling the fire. I'm Dr. Mike Ma, and if this stuff interests you, check out my page. Well, I'll give it to him. I give it to him. He's explaining a lot. Um, I agree with him. A lot of people are on dating apps. They're uh, mentally ill, first of all. All right. Low lives. Desperate. Cheating on a mate. All right. Trying to monkey branch. Uh, looking for attention. Bored. Lonely. All of those things. So I do agree with that. And unfortunately, Generation Z have been born in which dating apps are always, you know, they don't have a lot. Of, they got a lot of time on their hand, especially in a lot of them didn't go to school, you know, they were stuck in the house for years. And uh, unfortunately, because they're bored and impulsive and maybe want to boost the self-esteem, they'll go to a dating app. They want to fornicate. They're curious. They'll go to a dating app and uh, they'll go there and they'll get humiliated. They'll get their self-esteem crushed, right? They'll get frustrated. They'll start arguing with each other on the dating apps and they'll start coming up with crazy standards. If you're not this, 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 and this, all right. Some people think they have ultimate leverage and some dudes have think they have none. Um, and the 80 20 rule is hopped up on steroids more like 90 10. So, yeah, I think a lot of what he's saying is true. It's just a lot of terminology in there that it only makes sense to him. And uh, I'm often uh, cautious of people who use a lot of terminology because it could get you up into double talk. Right. And so they can lead you astray by using coded language that only they know and get you to be agreeing with this coded language when you don't even know what the fuck it is, unfortunately. So uh, be careful with them. Be careful with them. He's explaining stuff. 
but he's explaining stuff to the layman where the layman might not be completely sure of what they're agreeing to. And then you agree to it. And then he says, good. All right. What are these blotches on this screen look like? All right, cool. Um, How's your bio brain chemistry? And then all of a sudden you're on drugs because dating apps lowered your self-esteem. Cacaw. All right. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let me play it all the way through here. Thank you. Loneliness and compulsive use of dating apps. I'm Dr. Mike Ma, board certified psychiatrist. And let me talk to you guys about something that I'm seeing a ton of. By the way, this is you. Uh, this You guys got to get off of dating apps. If you're not in your masculine frame, I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to interrupt. If you're not in your confidence, peak confidence, if you ain't like, fuck these bitches, if you ain't like that on dating apps, get off. If you think you got to argue and answer every message, you guys saw me on locals.com on our one of my dating apps that I use. I went through 40 messages. It was over 40. You guys, if you were there last week or you saw the replay on Locals, I went through 40 messages of women that reached out to me that I completely ignored. Some of them not good-looking women. Some of them good. Some of them decent. Some of them, but I showed you. I'm like, I don't respond to these people. You don't have to respond. I'm like, eh, if it ain't nothing popping off, I'm not going to waste my time. And a lot of them were pining and high and high. You look good and high. You're attractive. High. I think I'm your type. High. And I ignored, ignored, ignored. You don't, you don't have to respond to these people. I'm on peak excellence over there. They need me more than I need them. And I'm not in a desperate need. But here we go. Uh, particularly in my Gen Z millennial patients. So loneliness and compulsive use of dating apps. Let's look at this through an OCD obsessive compulsive lens. We have our obsessive intrusive distressful thought. I'm feeling lonely. This causes anxiety. And how do I relieve that anxiety temporarily? I go and I compulsively use the dating apps. If you guys have seen my prior videos, what's one way to treat and help reduce the obsession? You have to understand that the compulsive behavior, that being compelled to look at the dating app, that is fueling the fire of the obsession. So when you feel that loneliness, when you have that recurrent intrusive thought that I'm lonely, I want someone, sit and tolerate that distress without engaging in the compulsive behavior, AKA checking the dating apps, because engaging in that behavior is only fueling the fire. I'm Dr. Mike Ma, and if this stuff interests you, check out my page. This will be interesting. Women will eat this shit up, by the way. Uh, as you can see in the comment section, look at this. Because women are always looking for a reason why shit don't work for them other than themselves, right? So what women do, they want a, they want a thorough explanation that seems slightly over their head by a professional. This is why they only honor professionals. Do you have a degree? Are you certified? So they want to get a reason as to why they have low self-esteem and or that explains their behavior or puts the onus on someone else. So let me just give you proof here. In the comment section, okay? Um, this is why they go to um, um, a therapist and uh, palm readers and astrology. Take a look. Most of these responses are going to be from women. All right, and so you got them in here. Broke up with my boyfriend. Here's Alicia. Broke up with my boyfriend. Have been th using the dates on and off. I might go back. Shut the hell up. Maria, Lex, Flores. Couldn't have said it any better. What? Okay, we got Rhonda and Mr incredible jew incredible 
Incredible Jew. Okay, preach. He looking like he tippy toe. We got Mr. Beast. I'm Gen X also. So my abs, he's promoting himself. We got a woman here. We got another woman here, the tiny transplanted warrior. Here's another woman here. Blah, 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 blah. Nothing but chicken balk right here. You see this? Uh, we have Laura in here with a bunch of chicken balk. All right, G Money. We got another woman here with some chicken balk. And of course, hidden comments and so forth. So women tend to eat this shit up. Most of the time, it's because this person's removing accountability from them and they're trying to explain things in a mystical magic way. And of course, listen, no disrespect to women, but this is what they need. This is what makes them feel good. They're attached to words, wonderful sayings. Um, you can do well by just typing up, you know, words to text a woman and you don't even mean it, but she'll fall for the words. It's crazy. It's crazy there. <laughs> yeah. Incredible you. Yeah, he was Mr. Incredigu. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right. How did he get that cleared on the app? Let's talk about the friend zone. All right. Why she can't find a man in the friend zone. All right. So let me see if I can go find this video real quick because I said I will share it. But it's on my other computer here. Uh, it's about a guy. We got several videos to show you here. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, there it is right there. So I'm going to copy this. All right. Put it over here. Pop it up on the screen. First friend zone video we're going to look at is a gentleman that used to like a girl from his high school. Okay. And uh, he never used to. This is what happened to me in my um in my high school reunion. All right. Uh, all of these women are all beat, beat up, had babies, driving minivans, talking about, you should have asked me out. And I was like, you want to go clap cheeks at that hotel? Oh, my husband. All right, uh, but here we go. High school, did you know that? You still like me? Yeah, you was like my high school crush. Whatever, you probably tell that to everybody. No, I'm being for real. What's my name? Ryan. Oh, Ryan you probably just like me a little bit. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. So you trying to fulfill my high school dream? That's what you're trying to do? <laughs> I have two children. Look at this ninja face. He was like, oh. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> Okay, uh, this is his high school dream, and I can see why. She probably was a nice piece of little calico there uh, when they were teenagers. And uh, now he's found her maybe five, ten years later. Oh, you used to be my crush. And then she, he was like, I want to get in them cheeks. I've been wanting to get in them cheeks. I've been in this friend zone, and I done seen you, so I'm going to put my bid in. I got two children. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right. And he's like, really? Oh, boy. <laughs> okay uh let's continue okay that might be a lot for you i see them steps right there <laughs> oh he told her to get on out of here bro <laughs> oh man she said hey i gotta put it out there i can be the nigga that stepped up <laughs> okay oh this ninja volunteering for stepdaddy duties Oh, say it ain't so. Did he? Okay, so now he volunteering for the Punani man. You better at least get a couple nuts in, because once you bust a couple of nuts and see that stomach balled up like tissue paper, and and homework from fifth grade and loose leaf paper. Once you see that stomach looking like directions on a Google map, after she done pushed out two kids, you gonna be scrambling, brother. You gonna be. 
So he's stepping up. Okay, okay. This is an interesting twist. I didn't see this coming. She a baddie too. She's a nice little okay. Them 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 she got saggy waggies. She definitely sloppy yogurt. And you know she was a baddie with that big ass forehead back in the day. She a light skin. Look at her. Uh-huh. Puerto Rican. She looked like she a Puerto Rican. She looked like Puerto Rican from the, the Bronx. All right. Um, and so she loves, she got it. She probably looked good about eight years ago. <laughs> Look at them slot anyway. No, I like you though. You okay. Funny. Can I put my number in your phone? Sure. Yeah, we ain't gonna do it. We ain't gonna do it. All right, we'll my son you. need a new peppy. Oh no, this ninja. I'm a peppy. Wow. So cock blocking friend told Ryan to come on. That ain't the usual ninjas you mess with. Pay attention. Her friend said, them ain't the usual guys you mess with. You don't like them guys. Don't give them your number. And guess what? She was like, nah. Get them, daddy. I got a ninja on the hook. Friend zone ass shit. This ninja, bruh, this is terrible. He going out like crazy. I'll play the whole thing back for you in full. <laughs> we do it. I know. You even be even better. Look at that Riz. Oh gosh. That's what I'm talking about. This means something to me, man. I used to like you in high school. Did you know that? You used to like me? Yeah, you was like my high school crush. Whatever. You probably tell that to everybody. No, I'm being real. What's my name? Ryan. Oh, Ryan you probably used to like me a little bit. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you trying to fulfill my high school dream? That's what you're trying to do? <laughs> I have two children. Okay. That might be a lot for you. I see them steps right there. <laughs> what you trying to say? I can be the nigga that stepped up. <laughs> okay. I like you so Funny. Oh, God, my won't go for No, I like you, though. You okay. Can I put my number in your phone? Sure. Yeah, man. Poor guy. Yeah, we ain't going to do it. We ain't going to do it. All right, my son you? need a new peppy. Okay. <laughs> we yeah. do it. All right, now. You even be even better. <laughs> oh, man. My poor guy going out like this, bro. Man, don't do it. Man, we can't save everybody, man. <laughs> we can't save everybody, bruh. You know, he gonna wish that he never took this step. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus. All right, back then, those didn't want me, huh? Oh, God. Yeah, uh, he thinking about what she used to be like in high school, but she ain't like that no more. All right, but we got more to add to this show. Absolutely. Uh, you know, not everybody's got the not everybody's, you know, everybody's uh, in the situation. So we got this one. Unfortunately, they have music playing in the background and quite a much of the video here. But uh, we got another friend zone type ninja here. And uh, I'm going to try to mute the music as much as I can. Here we go. The pride I am. Oh, wait. Let me see. There it is right there. So I got to mute the music just a little bit. All right, because, uh-oh, here we go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Muting the music, all right, because they're playing uh, Michael Jackson in the background. He's feeding their grapes. Uh-oh, uh-oh, she got the champagne in the grapes. 
She got the hotel. She got the dinner. She got the side hug. Uh-oh, this doesn't this doesn't look like it's gonna go well for this guy. Yeah. I had a good time. Me too. I enjoy myself. Thank you so you much. Come on, baby. What's up? Come here. That's my baby right there. What's up? You good? What's good, baby? You good? Nigga showed you mad love and shit. Mad love. That's what's up. Baby, you got me flowers. What? Nigga was trying to get some. Oh, you was trying to get some pussy for real. Look at that. I appreciate you, my nigga. We gonna do this shit next week. You heard? My nigga. Go on the back, baby. Yeah. Next week we gonna do this again. You feel me? Ready? Ready? Get on. Can't wait to get home, baby. All right, so I gotta turn the music off at the end. Yep, you a clown, ninja, and you not just the clown, you the whole circus. And take out that big ass out back there. But you ninjas are the whole circus out here, and she not even on the seat. She on the back where the battery pack is at. Oh man, this is terrible. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of guys thinking. Friend zone is the way to go and being the nice guy. Let's go ahead and play it. Look at that hug right there. Take a look. Take a look, gentlemen. Um, a lot of guys are out here desperate like this, right? And so anything, this is you trying to smell them pheromones and that weave. Look at these ugly ass eyelashes on her face. Look at you ninjas with your bad breath, hot bread, hot breath ass ninja right here. <laughs> you giving her the church hug and she just there right here. Come on, man. She don't want nothing for you. Look, look. Look, this is you guys on dates. You guys can't be this guy. Don't be this guy. Come on, man. Oh, not with your ashy ass feet out. Oh, let me let me give you a massage. Look at that thing right there, boy. That's an ass right there. That is an ass. That's that big country booty right there. All right. And uh, oh, look at this ninja. <laughs> Who does this remind you of? This reminds you of that brother. Uh, I can't name. What's his name? All right, uh, there she go right there. Ooh, she's something else. All right, uh, don't push them off. She thick too. All right, nope, don't feed me grapes. Just, just, just give me the Alize. Just give me the hypnotic. Just give it to me, man. Look at this ninja face. All right, come on, brothers. Yeah, that brother's starving. Doing too much. Doing too much. Oh, who said Boyce Watkins? Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. All right, Boyce Watkins time. All right. Uh, and she thicker than a snicker too, boy. And she got a nice little taper waist, but look at this clown ass ninja right here. Can't even get the hug. Don't be this guy. Don't be this guy, y'all. This is why y'all out here mad at women. Cause y'all giving up all y'all frame and y'all trying to make be friends and being nice to these hoes. Okay. He couldn't even get a hug and a kiss. And guess what? That's my baby right there. What's up? You good? Oh, man, not the boxer shorts, not the sagging pants off the ass, and check out that thing right there. That's a thing, right? Some of y'all ain't got no equipment for that. All right, and look at this ninja right here, baby boy. Good, baby. You good? Nigga showed you mad love and shit. What's up? Timberland boots. All right, hat back to the back. <laughs> oh, man, this is terrible. Oh, wait. For real, look at that. I appreciate you, my nigga. We gonna do this shit next week. You heard? My nigga, go on the back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> look at how you looking at her. Look at how Pookie. Check it out. <laughs> look at Pookie. Look how you looking at him. He like you, clown ninja. You goofy simp. You goofy ass simp ass ninja. Thanks, man. We gonna eat your leftovers too, ninja. <laughs> 
and I'm gonna be blowing her back out, eating your grapes. Spent five, yeah, brother. You didn't took her on three dates. Smooth finesse your ass. This ninja elbows ashy. Look, he got the drink right there. He got the drink in his hand right there. <laughs> oh no, he don't even have a car, man. Come on, bro. Next we gonna do this again. You feel me? Ready? Ready? Go. Uh, I can't wait to get home, baby. Yeah, he gonna have her calling name right there. <laughs> All right. Well, guess what? Friend zone ninjas is clown ninjas. Friend zone ninjas is clown ninjas. So trying to nice your way to the Badussi, slow pimping, have you out here acting a whole clown. <laughs> okay, so there you go right there, bozo ass ninjas. Do not be these guys, guys. Don't be these guys. Look at him. He's thinking about it, too. Holding the flowers. Yep, thinking about it, man. These women ain't shit, but take a look at this back here. Take a look at this. And this girl been getting throttled by this guy since she was in middle school to high school. So you guys got to know. Oh, man. Anybody been in this situation? We have, we, many of us have to learn. Many of us have to, we have to learn this way. I know a lot of guys jump on YouTube. I never got got. Listen, you can't be a guy with cold game out here and have never gotten got. The reason why you might say you have cold game is because you you got got. So we all been in a situation where we've been a clown ass ninja. All right. So anyway, uh, what are we doing here? What's the next one? We got a video. Oh, man, this is going to be another friend zone situation here. Why you guys don't try to be the guy. That you think she needs. Don't save these hoes, man. They don't want to be saved. So you got a woman here pulling the Sierra. Please, Lord, send me a man. I'm ready to be a good woman. What happened? Where did all the She going to go? say, I can't find a good man nowhere. So I'm going to be a good girl. I'm going to be a celibate. I'm going to tighten up the punani. And I ain't going to give it to nobody. Here we go right here. Let's take a look here. Let's go ahead and play it. I really just want a man who's me. six four. That's me. You know, who's actually oh built what? and muscular, who has the eight pack of abs. You That's know, all and me. I what? also it's want some really cool Shut the fuck up! God, mind your business. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, he's slapping that ass too. Boy, mm. I will fold her ass up too. All right. Um, smacking that ass. So did you see? He tried the nicest way. Hi, treat her respectfully. And a lot of women will say, I just want a man that's funny and treats me with respect. But the guy getting them guts, treating her like whatever. And so he called her a dumb broad. What's up, you stupid hoe? <laughs> right? And then she was like, yep. Meow. After she was praying to the Lord that she need a man, man. So, wow, let's play it again here. And she got a nice tight little rear end, too. All right, here we go. You sent me a decent man. I'm tired of being with my cats. I'm tired of being just alone. I'm just tired of these ain't shit ass niggas. Like, man, I really, 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 no man, you praying for me? I really just want a man Excuse who's me. six, four. That's you know, who's actually oh built what? and muscular, who has the eight pack of abs, you That's know, and I also want some really Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, they don't like you guys. 
They only like you guys after they got two babies in them. All right. And so for me, I like a tight little thing like this. But uh, after they got two babies and they titties got stretch marks on them and their hair then fell out, <laughs> now she just like, I can't stand you goofy ninjas. All right. So let's get in here. Yeah, so stop running game on them, but I likes me. Uh, yeah, this is me. The previous girl, not so much, but I likes this right here. But uh, anyway, here we go. He called her a sexy ass hoe and a stupid chick. Really? A stupid broad, and she in heaven. This is a skit. All right, this is a skit. So here we go right here. Goofy hoe and a silly broad. And she's like, I'm in heaven. That's exactly what I want. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> All right. Here we go right here. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa. that thing up. He's going to be smacking it up, man. Man, the world is cold. He said this ain't a skit. A skit? This is reality for a lot of people out here. And um, unfortunately, we got to actually show this because they make these skits because there's truth in humor. Even the women participating in the skits they know that there's truth in this. They know there's truth in this. And there's not like there's nothing that a lot of men can do. You know, they got this is why dating coaches are around. And then they'll tell you, I tell you how to get her. And then you're chasing that thing around and playing games and they finessing you. So watch out out here. Unfortunately, the friend zone is not the place to be. Ultimately, what will happen is you'll get strung along, used, and then you'll find out that you're serving a purpose, meaning that like she'll say, hey, you know what? Um, I'm not dating anyone right now. And, um, you know, we're just friends. We're like brothers. We went to school. Let's go out for lunch. Let's go out for dinner. And inevitably, you'll be paying for it. She knows this. Hey, let's go watch a movie. And you're like, oh, cool. We progress from lunch. Now we're going to a movie. Well, this is not really a date. We just hanging out as friends. Okay. And your monkey ass will go to the movies like it's a date. You'll pay. You'll buy the popcorn and the candies and the snacks. And you'll be trying to get close to her. And you'll be, you'll see, she ain't really giving you that vibe. Or she might let you cuddle up, but she'll turn her, she'll turn her face away from you. And then you'll put your hand on that thigh and then try to progress up to that hip. All right. And progress on that ass. And then, um, uh, you know, you know, I'm kind of being a celibate right now. You know, I'm not trying to progress. You know, we're just friends. Yeah. But you didn't pay for the date in the wallet. Now you go into the fair, the festival and the farmer's market. Let's go to the farmer's market on Saturday. And then you'd be like, yeah, let's go to the farmer's market. Why don't you come over Friday, spend the night and we'll go to the farmer's market on Saturday. Here come your dumb ass. Go over there on Friday, taking a banaca spray and condoms. You're like, I'm going to get lucky this time. And your dumb ass over there, she'll sleep in the bed with you. She'll put her stuff out, have her titties out, and then she'll be putting her ass next to your pelvis. <laughs> now, what, what do you think you're doing there? You sleeping in the bed hard as a rock. You got to fall asleep. You got to fall asleep hard as a rock. Not getting no punani. And then your dumb ass got to wake up and take her ass to the festival that you promised. <laughs> Uh, now you at the festival walking around like a big old white wide mouth bass paying for the festival paying for the <laughs> he said bricked up now you walking around 
because you don't promise her and you can't drop your friend. You're like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm going a little too far. Maybe I'm misreading the signals. He says 99% of guys, guys, that shit be happening. <laughs> and she just finessing your ass, finessing you. And you can't wait to go home to jerk off to clear them blue balls out because you can't even walk your blue balls hurting. Your blue balls hurting your balls. <laughs> you ever get some blue balls so bad? You like, you graze, you like, oh, you got to release that venom. You got to release that venom. You get home, got to get that venom out because that's that stuff them built. <laughs> that stuff them built up in your vast deference. Your vast deference full. <laughs> you got a skinny pop, pop, pop. And a boom, boom, boom. You got to open that champagne bottle up. You got so much seminal fluid floating around in there. Your balls is just. <laughs> Somebody said, look, everybody know what I'm talking about. Your vast deference going to explode. So you got to get that venom out. You're like, I'm going to go home now. Soon as you get to the house. All right. You start moving, setting up your little area, setting up the splash zone. You're like, let me let me set up my splash zone. This is going to be a mess. Set up all your stuff. <laughs> you like get your stuff set up. Got to get the splash zone ready. Pull up the video that looked just like that girl. Just like her. All right. Get that. <laughs> get that lotion out. <laughs> you got your tarp all set up. It's about to be a mess. Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. So. <laughs> So watch the friend zone, guys. I'm telling you right now, never accept the friend zone. You're getting used and abused. And no, uh, you're not going to be the nice guy that stepped up and the guy that just is going to, uh, she's going to fall in love and figure it out. <laughs> she's going to figure it out later on and come to her senses. The only thing that's going to come to your senses is when you set that splash zone up. Oh, man. Anyway, let me get to these super chats out here. No friend zone. What are we doing here? Uh, let's see here. Uh, shout out to Brown 310. Shout out to Jorge Cruz, says Dane Coach. He says, not sure if you touched on this, but Hafiz has quit YouTube. He says, I don't know why there uh there, I don't know why there's people trying to debate you. He says it's bad for their career. Yeah, man. We be we be putting people out here. There's dudes that want to debate me. Um, there, there's but um Nah, it ain't going to go good. I, I would suggest that you don't. But um, because if you already have a following, I'm going to snatch your following. But uh, I think also a lot of guys want to debate me, but they're too immature right there. I see that they're just clowns and wanting some views and whatnot. But yeah, Hafiz, sorry, man. Uh, Hodge says, uh, knew so many people that owe student loans and other debts during the pandemic. They quit their job and was collecting STEMI and unemployment but refused to pay their debts. Instead, they balled out. Facts. Facts. I know, I remember I had this neighbor the early part of the pandemic and she was like, look, I'm applying for all this shit and she would come down. She was like, apply for this, apply for that. Now for what I, I what I do, I don't like to, I don't like to volunteer my information to the government. <laughs> so, and also, I have a baby mama terrorist that is always looking for me to uh to come up. So anytime you put information on documents, that's just documents they're going to go after and subpoena. 
So I don't like the volunteer information. I've been self-employed for a long time. So putting document, putting information on government documents is just not what I'm going to do. I avoid it at all costs. Um, so they were like, oh, you got to fill out this. And they'd be waiting three and four weeks and responding. And I remember she sent me a link and it was like, it was like, um, it was like, like 15 pages of bullshit, like pages and pages. I think it took like an hour to complete the application. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not about to sit there. I'm not about to sit there and fill out all that damn information. Hell no. I'm not about to put all that shit on just to get a couple of, you know, free money. So I said, no, I'm not going to do it. And, um, you know, people was doing that and people were doing what they were doing. They were going on vacation and trips and all of that shit. And I was like, man, these people are going to get fucked up. And I remember also the PPP loan. If you go back to the original conversation, they were calling it a PPP loan. And then they were like, it's a grant that you don't have to pay back, but we're still going to call it a loan. And I was like, and during 2020, I said, you guys are idiots <laughs> if you take that because they were shuffling. And then people were saying, but you're saying this a grant. Yeah, it's a grant. You, you'll get the money, but you don't have to pay it back. You just got to meet these criterias. But is it a loan? Yeah, it's a loan, but it's not a loan. You won't have to pay it back. Don't worry. I was like, man, please. <laughs> yep, I warned you. I was like, don't touch that shit. You volunteering because guess what happened? Now they hired all these IRS agents and they're going to come after your ass now. They're going to they, they gonna get some of y'all. It was a grant, 10K. Yeah. All right. They just hired mad IRS agents. Okay. Ninjas think they got away with it. <laughs> All right, go. Okay. All right. They gonna they they'll, they'll catch up. <laughs> and corporations get they was getting billions. They desired all them people and with firearms because they already know. They already know. I already know what they about to do. And guys, they they'll go back five, 10 years on you. They'll go back, well, five to seven years. Like they don't get you, they don't come back the next year. They don't come back the next year and be like, hey. You know, you you in 2021 tax, 2022, no, they go back to like 2017. They go back to 2017, 2018. That's what they going back to. And they going right back to 2019, 2020, 2021, bro. And they coming in armed. So I'm letting you know, if you think you got away with it, they haven't even opened the files yet. They haven't even started. The, the few people they caught, they were just obviously they caught them. But anyway. You better have, you better have. Yeah, they commit. He says it was a forgivable loan, but people committed fraud. And I know, I know people that did it. So in order for you to qualify, you had to have a legit business. Then you have to have a certain amount of employees. I already know people got these loans and they did not have it. Then I know people that were signing up with five LLCs. So I'm telling you, man. <laughs> so people are like, it's forgivable, but you had to have a certain amount of employees. Your business had to be shuttered to an extent impacted by the, by the shuttered. You had to have, you had to have criteria that I, these people did not have. 
at all. They started LLCs and they was jumping on. He said, this, this, that's different. Those people did PPP. I said, I said PPP loans. This guy's arguing about something and I said PPP loans. You acknowledge that I said PPP loans. Now you're saying it's different. I said PPP loans. Stop. Just acknowledge it. We're not going to play, well, these people and these people. People scammed. People scammed. It's no, it's no debate. We know they scammed. And we know that's what they were doing. They were going, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and take unemployment and STEMI and PPP loan. It's all right. You keep, you keep yeah, he's he just trolling. He's just trolling. I It is what it is, but it's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. So y'all better get y'all shit together. All right. Anyway. Coach, man, it's free money. This ninja in here. All right. Shout out to Carter. He says, um, and by the way, let me go back. There were people who did that and didn't pay their student loan and didn't pay their rent. So not only were they doing unemployment, they were doing PPP or they were not paying their rent and student loan at the same time. Like, how can you be this stupid? Somebody said the Red Power Ranger got caught with the PPP loan fraud. Yep, dude, I'm telling you, man, they just getting started on the PPP. So I'm like, you took loan, you took STEMI, and you took the grant, and you took um um child tax credit and you didn't pay rent and you took no you didn't pay student loan i'm like hallelujah <laughs> i'm like hallelujah and oh you know the biggest here's the thing you know the biggest I, this was a ninja trap too it was a ninja trap because they're gonna get a lot of black folks on this so y'all ninjas is gonna have to serve fed time you know what they also did they also kept their job. See, this is the other thing they did. They also kept their original job. So a lot of these people um, had a job where they stayed home or they had a self-employment business. They were a personal trainer. They were a hair hairdresser. They also did the unemployment and kept their job under the, under the table because, remember, people were supposed to stay home. But these people were like, um, they were... Um, they, they would do uh, appointments at people's houses and they would do call centers from the house and then they would do the unemployment and the PP. Man, please. Mm. Shit about to go crazy. So people were scamming. He says under a fake Mexican name. People were scamming. And I don't even think we even opened the files on this yet. Double dipping. You were supposed to take unemployment because your job shut the doors or sent you home or laid you off, right? That's why you were taking it. You were supposed to be PPP because your business was impacted and shuttered and you needed a grant to keep paying your employees. Like that's that that was what, the, what was the purpose or you needed to keep going because your business got impacted. So when they find out you double dipping, okay? It's going it's gonna to be ugly. He says they were like ninja. And man, it's gonna be um ninja's gonna be getting caught, get, getting got swept. So anyway, and did you see them IRS agents? They was like with the jammy already. Carter says, Coach, roasting music, soul child, is needed. He was one of those mental health ninjas. 
He says, please watch the 84 South episode with him. He says, you'll love it because DC and Curious and Chico roasted him. He roasted his ass like you would for it. Um, so he was a mental health guy early on. I think he was. He had that song called Love Crazy or something. You know, one of these guys. So he was on the mental health kick early on. I think he played the sympathetic, the sympathetic ninja. He would do the sympathetic ninja, like the old, oh, I'm just, woe is me to get the girl. You know, I'm just a lovesick guy, and I'm just, you know, uh, the, I call them sorry-ass ninjas. Half crazy. Half crazy was the song. And I uh, ninjas, they, they, you know, there was a lot of black men who sympathized for the guy like that. They were like, hey, that's me. They identified with him. I never did. I think his music was great, though. His music was good. But it was all kind of the same type of... uh you know, sympathetic, give me some pity pussy, <laughs> pity pussy sex. All right. Uh, anyway, we roasted him for some reason. He is sitting here going with one eye looking at the screen and one eye looking at the jammy right now. listening to me. Pity Punani sex. Yeah. Poor man, Teddy Riley. He was a good, uh, he was a good, Um, he was a good artist though. Uh, he probably still performs though. Pity Punani sex. That's what his was. Hey, look at me. We're homie lover friend. Uh, look at me. I'll stick around as the good guy. Superman at my job during this pandemic. He says we were still working and people. There we go. So he was just talking about it. I actually didn't see your chat. So you're just talking about what I just said. He says at my job during the pandemic. We were still working and people were getting unemployment benefits. It finally caught up with them through garnishment. Some owed as much as $30,000, shaking my head and sniggling. There you go right there. Thank you, Superman, for backing up what we were talking about, these trolls. So I know people that were doing that as well. And I was like, I'm not touching that shit. I was like, I'm not filling out no paperwork. Because once you fill out a government document, that is an official, almost an affidavit. Affidavit. It is a sworn, almost a sworn document. That's as good as gold, Ninja. I'm like, oh, hell no. So I knew one of the people that was trying to get me to sign up for free money. They were still working. They, they were still working. They weren't working at where they were working, but they were still taking appointments. They were here. I can't tell who it is. I don't want to snitch, but they were still taking appointments. So they were still working and collecting unemployment, right? And I'm like, mm-mm. And it was like, you could do that. And you have an LLC. And you have a, and you self-employed. And you could, you, I was like, nah, hell no. It's self-snitching. It's self-snitching. I'm like, hell no. The state, yeah, that's state stuff. So you're going to have the state and the federal up your ass. What the state is going to do is they're just going to garnish your checks. And then if they can't do that, they'll put a levy on your bank. How will they put a levy on your bank? They sent, that's what they sent the unemployment benefits to. Remember, you gave them your bank information to send the, 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 uh, the, the stuff to. So the state got your bank and they got your address, your phone number, all your documents. So they just going to garnish all your wages or levy your bank account. Okay, it's pretty simple. We got the state versus the Fed. You're going to get in trouble by one of them or both. So they will garnish them wages. They will garnish them checks for real. And then the states, if the state don't get you, the feds will or vice versa. 
you gave them, you volunteer. See, remember, you volunteered the info by trying to scam them. These states don't have money. They got it. They, they just ain't giving it to you. So they'll find a way to get you if they need to. They'll find a way to get you. But they said, I say, in my opinion, yep, they got your social security. They're going to find you out. You put it on there. You put your social and your bank, your routing number. I was like, in my opinion, I said, I'm not touching that shit. I'm not touching it at all. I don't want nothing to do with them. Nope. I don't want the money. <laughs> I was like, I don't want the money. And this guy's talking about it right now. They garnishing checks. Oh, man. But people were doing that. Shout out to Samson says, hey, yo, Sean. He says, uh, he says, why you rock that boy like that? What? Who, Sean? He says, oh, I don't even know what that says, Sean. He says, bro, what happened to that boy? Brr, what happened to that boy? He was talking ish, then CGA split. That's what happened to that boy. Brr. Johnny John says, they hired me. He says, they just hired me at the IRS to track those PPP loans. We coming for y'all, all y'all ninjas. Uh-oh, this ninja over here. We got one in the building, bro. That's what he said, brother. We got an IRS in the building. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, brothers, Um, I don't even think they even opening up files yet on 2020. <laughs> all right. Oh, bro. It's going to be all bad for a whole bunch of people, man. We told you the Fed is be up in here. <laughs> Shout out to I Need Money. He says friend zone equals time ho. Shout out to Patrice O'Neill with the time ho uh, thing right there. Yeah, French friend zone means time ho. You paying with a lot of time. And most of the time you come out empty. You come out empty handed. Oh man, it's crazy. It's crazy. So be careful out here, gentlemen. Um, you know, I think y'all, y'all think y'all know it all, man. This some people are gonna be cool because they they followed the rules. Some people didn't follow the rules. And when they come, man, it's crazy. Shout out to Jorge says on Hafiz. I followed him, but I lost respect with um him because he wasn't logical and didn't want to address the ugly truths. I'm a Christian too. That doesn't mean I live in a fantasy and ignorance. Christ does redeem, but that doesn't mean I have to deal with your baggage or marry you. God forgives, but the consequences of sin doesn't always get removed, asked King David. So shout out to Jorge. I think, I, you know, I did remember going to the comment section of our debate, if you will, and people who were fans of the roommates in a feast, they were disappointed in his performance because he wasn't being authentic. They were like, listen, as much as CGA is one of these red pill guys, they were like, bro, you, you're actually messing it up because you weren't acknowledging the ugly side. You just want to say, well, don't worry about all that. And it actually just got it got him caught up, unfortunately. He said, Daryl M says, coach, you done destroy Hafiz's whole career. Ninja, this will go down. All right. All right. Uh, this will go down as a big ether, the biggest ether on the internet. The biggest ether in YouTube right here, man. Pack him up. <laughs> All right. I didn't mean to do it. That wasn't that wasn't my intent, but you know, they were less than honest with me about the appearance. So it is what it is. 
Oh, man. Shout out to uh, DG EPB. Good to see you, man. Says watching the friend zone in the bar is hilarious. This is our neighborhood bartender out there with the support and big time Cincinnati Bengals fan. He says the guys try so hard for head pats. He says, I say nothing because the more they drink, the more they tip shaking my damn head. And so our brother DP DP EP uh, DG EPB, he actually is a bartender. And so he has a red pill job that he can see things from a perspective that you cannot. And um, people who work nightclubs and bars as bouncers and DJs and club promoters, they know it's a big old game. It's a big, stupid game, and only stupid guys play this. So if you're a guy that tells me to go out to a bar or a nightclub and do anything for a woman, I'm going to automatically say no. All right, now I'm in my 40s. I wish I would have known this in my early 20s because we're stupid. But if you're a bartender, you see it from a whole different perspective. And they get paid off of your dumbass tricks. <laughs> it's so easy. All right. It's so easy. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to the Red Pill Job Haver. Some We talked about this earlier. Did I get this brother there? I did get his chat. Oh, they trying to get my stream here. New, 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 new world order. And uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a sad thing that we all have to learn. We all have to learn what works and what doesn't. Women know how to finesse you. They know how to finesse you, and they know that they're going out to attract. They play games with you. They say things like, I'm going to go out. Let's all go out without our purse or any money and see how many drinks we can get. Let's see how many things we can get without paying, giving attention. It, it's so sad, but it's the cycle of life. No government name, SD says, Coach, when I was waking up from the Matrix, my boy told me never take a girl that you haven't smashed to brunch. He says, because she's using you for food and drinks so she can go have fun with her friends or get piped down by who really likes her. I have really good friends indeed. And so all women are like, not all women do that. Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter if all women do it. This is why men don't want to play for dates. And he also says on this morning show, you said you can look up city plans for development down the line. I did a quick search for my city, and it's all laid out. They have old plans on there, too. The newest development area in my city has the plan public, had the plan public in 2002. He said, thanks for the cheat code, coach. And so when you wonder why people build, like they'll build up a community and these businesses go in these strip malls, and then you're like, hey, let me go in this, let me go in there and inquire. It's already too late. Some people did it, did all the bureaucracy. They've already paid down the lease. They already had their commercial agent on it. It's almost too late. Now, you might be able to get one of the leftover leftover pieces of uh, uh, properties in there, but they've already done this because people know that new developments are planned a decade or two in advance, a decade or two. Shout out to Eugene, and he gave us a sponsorship today. Cheat code shit here. He says, Coach, I'm going to go on and have to drop a hundred for this stream tonight. He says, not that I'm one of these clown ninjas. I'm dropping it for the friend who understands. He says, don't y'all call me no clown now. Shout out to the coach gang. And it's okay. We actually acknowledge over here. We're one of the few places in this space that acknowledge where we messed up. Some guys 
come on the YouTube acting like they're superheroes when they're, I'm the original Bruce Wayne of this ish. They'll come on here. I never messed up. I had it figured out when I was 13. I had bitches bringing me candy and selling a dirty underwear to me. Like they, like ninjas act like they out here ain't made no mistake with hoes. Mm. <laughs> now me, I had girls. I was pimping girls in middle school. And I had girls walking the track in South Central Los Angeles. Like you sitting there like, hold up for a second. Wait a minute. You was 13? <laughs> I had girls walking the track in the blade in New York City. And you're like, wait up, bruh. That ain't true. That shit is not true. <laughs> so I ain't never simped a day in my life. I had girls selling my fundraiser candy for my football team. The coach would give us the M&Ms and the Snickers, and I gave them to my hoes. And they went out and sold all the candy, and they, I blew my bike horn, and they came right back and passed all the money out. I had a body count of 50 by the time I left eighth grade. It's just always like, wait, hold on for a second. Why can't we just stop. <laughs> like, yo, man, yo, man, we all make mistakes. And the reason why we get good at this is because we learn. You can't get this from a book. You can't get this because you saw some ninjas doing it. You had to actually have to go in there and put some skin in the game. <laughs> like, come on, man. All right, we can't be out here lying to dudes, man, because, you know, I know we got to sell to them, but we can't be out here lying. I think it's more authentic. And as you can see, one of the reasons why people keep coming back to my show is I'm trying to be as transparent as necessary. Where I say, man, I fucked up. Oh, I, got, I had this one time. And this one time this girl did this. And one time I fell for it. Okay, the girl that brought me to the red pill. All right, she tried to, she she had me like, oh, okay, honey. Okay, dear. Okay, okay. She had me and I was all stuck. And then I had to get unstuck. And that is the truth of why people come here. They come here not looking for heroes, dating coaches. If your numbers don't look like mine, the reason why is because they know you a fake fraud and a phony and a phony. They know your stories don't make sense. And plus, we have the evidence some for some of your infields. The reason why people don't follow you and you can't get a big buildup anymore is because the days of you being the perfect man are over. Nobody buys that shit. Nobody believe in that shit. And just take my advice. You got to talk about where you messed up. You got to talk about where your game wasn't so tight. Okay? For real. Your followers don't believe you. Even people don't. They know They know you lying. But anyway, shout out to my man, the 10th man, with the co-sponsorship. He says, always a pleasure when I can catch a live stream. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. DGC Moore says cases on all you PPP low mother suckers in my Denzel Washington voice. Yep. Putting cases on all you mother suckers out here. All right. I think I got everybody, man. Somebody says, coach, if you understand, understood Pachata, you would reach even bigger audiences just by the stories in the music. All right, um, I actually been messing with some Latina women, most, mostly Caribbean Latina women. They've been talking about pachata. And I got to check it out. They swear by it as well. Is it pachata or pachata? Pachata? Then we got horchata. It's pachata. All right. You know what I need to do? I really need to get my Spanish down. 
I need to get my Spanish down. Ninjas, if you learn how to do Spanish, much of much of our problem was, is that much of our problems with women is we don't know how to communicate, right? So we can't even communicate with regular women. And much of us don't have reach outside of women um, that are just our ethnicity. If you actually learn another culture and language, like this is what the passport bros are teaching you, in essence, you open up a lot more possibilities. Bachata. So try to learn another language, learn culture, be, I call myself a universal man, right? Um, Cause I'll try to, I'll be with, I'll be with a group of people and I'll sing a song or I'll say something. That's a phrase. That's a part of their culture. It's a part of me respecting their culture. And, and, you know, some dudes call it uncle Tommen or whatever, but I'll say, Hey, I understand what this is. And people will be like, how do you know about this? And then I say, I'm a universal brother. I'm universal. Like, I just don't stick with one kind. I just don't stick with one thing. I just don't listen to Rick Ross all the time, all the time. I just don't. I can listen to more than Rick Ross and Meek Mill. I can quote languages. I can go to a concert that is not in my primary music and then still understand it and might know a couple songs. Right. So you got to kind of be universal and be able to cross cultural lines. And so that then you can open up lines of communications. Um, I'm a universal brother that's my yeah be versatile don't be afraid either some people won't understand you but don't be afraid to actually cross cultures and accept culture uh because ignorance is basically not knowing another's culture intentionally and not respecting it that's true ignorance and you don't want to operate in ignorance uh you want to operate a little bit more accepting because this world uh, where you grew up when you where you grew up is just a small part of this universe it's a small part of this planet. So where you live is not the, the rest of the world is nothing like that. So once you step out of that box, you better know something else because the only thing you know is Indianapolis. Then you're going to get balled up out here. All right. So anyway, shout out to the coach gang. Thank you for the support. And we're going to get out of here. We're going to be back for Thursday and learn some bachata. All right. I'll do that today. International Coach Gang in the building. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it. And put the PIN number, and boom, money just comes right out.